Yep. What's up, guys, and welcome to Hot Takes. I am Young Hello. Shiro, and this is my Hi. colleague, Skeleton Lipstick. Happy <clears throat> to be here. Wow, do we have an episode for you guys today. Uh, tremendous undertaking. Leave. I can't even believe that uh, you pulled this off, Isaac, and oh, got man. everybody together. Uh, amazing, amazing work. Um, you know, honored isn't even the right word to say here. I, I said it before on Twitter, but, on Twitter, but honored isn't even the, the right word. It's not a strong enough word for me to really I know, right? How grateful that I, we all we are for not only having all these wonderful, phenomenal, fantastic, talented friends come on the show for their own episodes, but to have them all back again for this almost mega all episode, almost all of them, with the exception of Tech, who is very busy right now, and we love Tech very much, and we, we appreciate all his support, and we appreciate all, you know, he was a, a big deal for us, particularly when we first started with, with when he was hosting Dino Hour, it would raid our, mm -hmm. our uh, stream afterwards, so although Tech can't be here with us, he is here in spirit. Tech, we Trippy. love you. We hope uh, we hope you're not getting not overwhelming yourself with too much right now. And um, we'll talk to you again soon. Uh, much much love to Tech Honors. Not with us tonight, but here in spirit. But what we do have here is pretty much it's every other person who's been on before. Yes, every single one. And uh, they're um, all going to be joining us in a rotating fashion tonight. So the uh, audience is invited and encouraged to fire off with any questions you have. Uh, each guest will have a, a brief spot, unfortunately, because we got to get through 21 different people here. <laughs> but um, oh, we are excited. There's going to be a lot of hot takes. There's going to be a lot what? of discussion. And we invite all of you, whether you're a new viewer or whether you're an old timer, to please participate. Uh, this is about you guys and the community that you've assisted us in creating around hot takes. What, what an amazing, amazing day to have all of our talented friends take time out of their schedule to just join us for a little bit and celebrate music and art and being alive and talking and friendship. You know, it's yeah. just, it's a beautiful, beautiful scene. And I, I'm like, I'm just like going to tear up that all these people Aww. have joined us, joined us tonight and have joined us for their own episodes. You know, it takes a lot. Everyone's very busy. True. And it's, it's amazing, amazing thing to have all these people here and uh, to, uh, to just have all these wonderful people in our life in general. And just want to say a, a tremendous thank you to all of our guests here Absolutely. tonight and all the guests, and, you know, and all the guests and, and, and each time they came here as well, you know, for their own episodes. Couldn't have said it better myself. We're going to start off the episode, since all of you guys know what Hot Takes is, we're just going to remind everyone to uh, help us out. If the audio is too loud, too quiet, music, guests, let us know. Keep us in the loop. Uh, we're going to start out with a few recommendations. Um, quickly, I'm going to uh, uh, recommend a few albums that I found recently that aren't necessarily Vapor, but at least Vapor adjacent. I want to uh, recommend a uh, terrific uh, Dark Synth album by Mega Drive uh, that I just bought the other day, and that album is called... Neuroframe. I'm going to drop a link in the chat. If anybody likes Carpenter Brute, Perturbator, all right, music's a little loud, got you, Lux. If anybody is a fan of those dark uh, 80s influenced vibes, you got to check out Neuroframe by Mega Drive. <clears throat> uh, coming up after that, one of our guests tonight, actually, uh, Angel Mark Lloyd, uh, under the name Mindspring Memories, has an amazing album called Now I Lay Me Down in Dreamland featuring one of my favorite songs, Return to Heaven Accepted. Check it out if you are a fan of Slush Wave, if you're a fan of really ethereal, heavenly, poignant 
Vaporwave, check out Now I Lay Me Down in Dreamland by Angel Mark Lloyd himself, under the name Mindspring Memories. And then finally, I'm going to round my recommendations for the night out with a split EP by a couple of lo-fi house acts, Monolithic and Computer Data. I've always felt like lo-fi house was inherently vapor-adjacent just because of how lo-fi and kind of retro-themed it is. And um, uh, there's probably a handful of artists that are a little more popular, like DJ Sabrina and DJ Seinfeld and Ross from Friends. But monolithic and computer data are not to be ignored. Um, Some very chill, very lo-fi, just vibey songs in this split EP. Links are in the chat. Check them out if you like what uh, what I recommend. Fire off a DM to me. Tell me what your favorite track was. And um, following those recs, we're going to start off with a hot take for tonight, courtesy of Skelly over here. Jeez, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was so excited about this episode that it's been hard for me to have any kind of big hot takes about anything. Uh, so I'm just like, I got. what do I have to complain about right now? I have all these wonderful, talented people joining us tonight in this wonderful, talented community that we're in. And I guess, uh, I guess my hot take is, you know... Uh, you know, we, we you know this is the vaporwave, you know, show where we discuss uh, things mostly within the vaporwave or vaporwave adjacent communities. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, what is vaporwave? What is all this stuff? Is it you know what is the genre itself? What is the sound itself? It's very difficult to say. So, you know, is a genre? Is this a genre? I mean, or is this a movement? True. Uh, what's the difference? I always think of vaporwave as a bit of a movement as something that's moved past the idea of a specific sound but you know there will be many people who will say no it is a specific thing it is a specific sound so you know i guess my hot take is that uh vaporwave is uh, is a paradigm it's a movement it's not so much a sound anymore as it is a collective of artists and like-minded people who you know work within certain frames of ideas and have similar influences but kind of at this point are just making most of their own things there is a base there is a a certain way to to make a certain type of sound in vaporwave but you're not limited to it i guess my hot take is that um this is just a, a big community of artists influenced by similar things with uh, similar goals in mind and working together as a community. I don't know. What do you got to say about this, Isaac? Honestly, man, I was literally just talking with somebody about that today. Somebody who is very cool that um, recently entered into the drawing for that uh, raffle that I mentioned at the end of the last episode. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Skelly said it best. It's really the new punk rock Um, because of the fact that it's more about the ethos than it is really the sound at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. Honestly, I uh, I think that it is the most communal or community-oriented, I guess would be the, a better word to use. I think it's the most community-oriented. I think it's the most supportive, uh, experimental scene on the internet at the moment. Yes. Quiz is ribbing me about saying Skelly said it best. Um, <laughs> hey, sometimes, hey, the guy, I picked him for a reason. Um, oh, thank you. And at the end of the day, I mean, what's most important is that we have a unifying, um, not cause per se. I mean, what are we really trying to achieve here other than making beautiful art? 
you know? I was trying to basically achieve uh, creating a bit of a playground amongst uh, different people to make what they like to make, to create what they like to create, and to have an audience for it, and to have uh, some control over it, too. True. You know, to once again always maintain the the, con- the control over the movement, right? To not really give it up to, um, you know, I don't want to sound, like, pretentious or anything, but... But when do I not sound pretentious? So, uh, um, you know, just to, you know, as long as it stays in the hands of the people who love it. And I think that's one of the goals, too, is to make sure it stays in the hands of the people that love it. And it's funny, even the people who rebel against Vaporwave and who uh, speak against it, they literally just serve the purpose of of edifying it. Do you know what I mean? So in a way, you know, people get mad at the people who have anger towards the movement or want to separate themselves from it but you have to understand that that's actually an integral part of the movement as well is that sort of um is that is that actually you know is the um the friction and the fact that there's friction to begin with just just sort of serves the purpose of the movement you know what i mean it just edifies it i mean i'm sure you've Um, heard the phrase iron sharpening iron i mean things don't get sharper and better without friction I did not heard that expression before, but I very much really? like it, actually. Oh, yeah. No, I just learned something. I, I want to say that's probably from the Bible. Uh, you know, I grew up religious, so I've, I've heard Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I am about to summon our first guest, by the way. Uh, Who are we bringing on first? Uh, they are actually here now. And oh, really? May I remind oh. you, sir, um, don't need to be on camera. Welcome. Everybody say hello to Christ. Hey, What's up, John? John. Uh, can you hear me? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Let me turn you up. We are we are having some loudness issues. Uh, one sec. There we go. I've got I've got you all the way up, brother. Um, to uh, reiterate, go ahead and go and shut your camera off, man, if you don't mind. You look beautiful, by the way. But uh, I, I was gonna say one of us has to oh, change. No way. Oh guys, I really wish I could show y'all right now. John has the same shirt that I have on, except oh, in no way. the reverse color. Okay, um, I'll oh my. To- yeah, yeah sorry. sorry. No, you're you're fine. We just want to make sure that our screen, our window captures look right. Um to uh for those of you that didn't hear, since I saw you were in, in our green room, John, uh our hot take of the day, uh Chris uh said that uh mm-hmm. The vaporwave scene is more of a, a movement as opposed to a, a unifying sound or production technique. Um, more of like a punk rock kind of kind of way of doing things in community. I don't know if I'm paraphrasing him as well as I should be. I, I don't. I don't mean to bring up the punk rock word with John. I know. Yeah. Hey. You know how I feel about purpose about being called. I do. I do. I'm sorry, John. We want to see. We want to know well, what, I, what you think about what my yeah. We uh, well, here I, I I do think that Vaporwave has certainly uh, taken a turn and is no longer exactly as it was back in 2013, 2012 when I joined up. True. So, um, you know, it's this it, instead of just being sample based like Plunderphonics post post 2010. You mm-hmm. know, uh, it's it's now just this. Nostalgia, uh, uh, invoking. Okay, I, John is so loud. I'm sorry. No, that that's, that's my that's fault. Like when you mute. were on camera, I turned you up big time. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what happened to all the levels, but go, it sounds go on, fine to man. me. Keep going. Uh, 
All, all I'm saying is, I, I, I feel like, um, I'm sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, just what do you think Vaporwave is nowadays? There you go. Uh, they, I, you know, it's it's weird. This past year has been sort of a weird year for me because I've been hmm. sort of in and out of the uh, scene. Like, I have not been as active as I have been previous years, probably because I think I'm just, I'm getting not tired of it, but it's just... I keep seeing the same faces and like, you know, I, I like everybody here, but I I, I think I'm, I'm getting a little bit old for some of this stuff. And I, I it's some of the new stuff coming up. I, I'm just not ha- having the same feeling towards. Interesting. Uh, you... And that comes into my my hot take. Yeah, let's hear it. You, uh, that I feel like the vaporwave scene is starting to. Uh, uh, die a little bit. I, I, I'm not saying Vape Wave is dead. That's That's I'm, not, I'm not gonna be HKE 2016, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I still think Vape Wave has its place in the world and the music scene and in everything going on. But, uh, the way I see it, and maybe this is a little bit, um, what's, what's the word? I, I, I don't see it evolving enough to survive. Because uh, the, the thing is, getting mm-hmm. new people in the scene is how you keep a scene alive. True. And mm-hmm. or keep going. Because people will eventually fall out of it. You know. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't see nearly as many people, new people coming in and doing stuff differently than what has been done in the past per se and mm-hmm. if they are doing stuff differently they're not really doing it in the vaporwave scene so much and doing mm-hmm. it elsewhere and it's just sort of becoming this like cycle where these other genres are being made that were maybe inspired by vaporwave but aren't necessarily connected directly there isn't that this the same nostalgic tinge to it okay you know? and, and you have projects that come out in the vaporwave scene that are very much you know, a different type of nostalgia, and we're starting to go True. to that. But like the Y two K aesthetic. Yeah, I, I, I just I worry a little bit, and I, I, I've been worrying since 2014. You know, I oh, saw, wow. I, mm. I, I saw Sea Punk and Chill Wave and and Witch House die in front of me, and I'm thinking, yeah. Wave's next. True. Well, that's well, why think, it's think why it, I changed it, from a. Yeah, let me finish, Chris. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I, I, I. I I uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Well, you saw the other die. You were saying you saw these other rituals, the other things die. I think you were in the middle of that thought. Yes. Yeah, I saw these other things die, and you know, I, I rebranded business casual from vaporwave exclusively to being internet music. True. Because, um, I, I, I in my mind, vaporwave was next because, like, how how long could these things really survive? But vaporwave lasted. A lot longer and has lasted a lot longer than I expected it to. Um, I mean, doesn't but, that just kind of mean because vaporwave and internet music sort of are just almost mean the same thing at this point? Because vaporwave is one of the first big internet music movements, and it was created with such a sort of gelatinous idea behind it. And the other amorphous. thing I was thinking about with vaporwave is like movements are really only as good as their progenitors are. So, like, I hate to bring up punk again. But punk was able to last because the people who preceded it and were the proto-punk artists were people like Patti Smith or Iggy Pop or the Stooges or Velvet Underground. So with Vaporwave, you have these progenitors like 
you know, James Ferraro, you know, 10 Tricks Point Never. And these are artists that were always very fluid in the first place as well. Like all their albums sound different. All their sounds are very different. Wrong. They're not wrong. They're all over the place. So because that DNA is involved in Vaporwave, it can be allowed to be all over the place. It can be almost synonymous with the concept of internet music, yeah? Or I mean, I, 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 I just worry that I we're getting to the end of this nostalgia craze that we've been mm-hmm. in for the past 15 years, you know? Uh, yeah. Where, because the thing is, like Star Wars, people are fucking tired of that. People are tired of the stuff <laughs> from the seventies and eighties. I'm getting yeah, fucking tired of it. Let's. Oh yeah, no, me too. No, Absolutely. I, well, the thing is, like, I, I think the general audience and like people who are, because I'm now, I, I, I used to be a time when I was running business casual. Where if I saw somebody who was born past two thousand, you know, I, I was like, oh, I'm not even going to listen to it. But I, I, oh, I listen to it, but like. But like, but like, you know, it, it's like some you know thirteen-year-old sending me their, you know, FL like loops pack yeah. thing. Mm. So I, I didn't, I didn't expect much. But gotcha. I mean, now you have a very I, interesting I, like, perspective. Running a label for that long has probably well, been really running exhausting. Running a label, I mean. but like business casual, which is just one of the you know, and I've said before, is just like the best curator of the scene and practically. But but, you know, but that that's the thing. Like, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm not getting the same sort of sounds that I used to anymore. And I'm not get I'm not getting old people, older people my age or older, said, and I'm getting stuff from new kids, and hmm. they don't necessarily sound like what I would think vapewave is, and that's why I think vapewave is not necessarily well. It's not, it's not what it was. But they're still sending it to you. You know what I mean? They're still yeah, sending sure. it to you. They want to be associated with you. They want to be associated with you with the movement. So True. that's kind of interesting too. Yes, like these people are clearly inspired, right? If they're coming in coming to you. I, I think it's because I, I have one of the larger platforms, uh, not necessarily larger platforms, but, you know, uh, uh, consistent platforms. You know, I've yes. been around since 2013. I still put out yeah. stuff just about every week. So, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, I... I, I mean, you've been putting to... out some real rippers lately. One Mind Stand was mind-blowing, at least in my opinion. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I I also fear that I'm starting to lose my edge a little bit. You know, I'm starting to lose my, you know, uh, uh, ear to the wall. You know, I'm getting old. I'm going to be... You're going to be like that LCD sound system song now. Yeah, well, it's... We all are. Yeah, we all are. But, you know, you at least have the the benefit of, of having the ear to a lot of young people. True. So, you know, they might send you something that just really like open opens you up a lot you know you never know right no i i i again i just i just worry about the idea of like the whole tire like vaporwave and even the sub shotters i get i think that i feel like there a lot of them are getting pretty tired and mm-hmm. um i i again i i just worry for the long term uh of this like this, i yeah, i see vaporwave lasting you know at least going into it another couple of years but like Time to breathe some new life into it. Well, I mean, it just really Mm. depends on new production techniques, new ideas, you know, a redefinition of nostalgia, a redefinition of of everything, I guess, right? I mean, you know, what's... um... Well, I I mean, well, the other thing is, what kid is looking at Vaporwave, you know, in five years that grew up with a completely different set of things, you know? Looking mm-hmm. at Vaporwave and just saying, oh, this is like 80s, 90s. This is old. This is gross. I don't want to be associated with this. <laughs> this is gross. You know? I like, actually seriously. wonder 
No, I agree. I agree with you. I actually wonder what's going to happen with the kids who are like a few, like at least like a generation and a half down that are growing up, not even with television and are growing up basically with tablets, right? True. The thing about the kids who are younger than me, I'm I'm older than everybody, and the, but the thing is about the kids who are younger than me is I can still understand the nostalgia because it's still television shows. You know what I mean? It's True. still like things they grew up with. It's still things that I have access to and can look at. But I don't know what the fuck those kids are looking at on tablets who are like ten or five, or like eight. You know, the young kids like they're growing up with stuff that I won't even have any clue about and won't even know how to access to understand. But but and that that's part of my like. Not necessarily. I, I, again, we're all getting old, and I think I've just sort of. Uh, I don't know if I'm well equipped wait right now to deal with some of this shit versus you yeah. know another five <laughs> years from now, ten True. years from now. Um, I mean, everything does kind of end, but yeah. you know there are like there are the, the thing that keeps them going though are like the the weird the paradigms around them and the ideas around them like like goth or whatever like you know the first goth stuff started like late 70s early 80s but the concepts and the fashion and the art and the aesthetic used to our aesthetic around it mm-hmm. continues to survive and mutate right and i could see that happening with vaporwave where maybe the old ideas are like still like considered the classics in the same way like i don't know like bauhaus or like new order be considered the classics but then again kids start doing other things with the ideas and other things with the art associated with it and it just continues to transmogrify you know what i mean like yeah. does that make sense we got another homie in chat that oh. i want to bring in if you guys don't mind and see what they think about that um, in- Wiz, go ahead and unmute yourself buddy we're bringing a quiz with quiz with we John. Got not quiz. Like, quiz. He wishes. No, we got the Wizard of Loneliness. <laughs> I on wish yet. I was Quiz. How's it going? Yeah. Awesome. What's up, Colin? Hey, how's it going, everybody? We uh Good. we really appreciate you joining tonight, and we want to know uh if you were if you didn't hear what John had said. Um, I don't want to poorly paraphrase somebody yeah, again. I, uh, I was listening. John's this, a downer. This, all this makes me want. <laughs> I got. We gotta have I'm every sorry. single person on here. <laughs> a again freaking downer. Like, Dude, we got to have every single person. I mean, person way to kick off the show there, buddy. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, I'm like, I gotta have everybody back on for a full episode again. This is Absolutely. like so fun. I just love talking to everybody. Absolutely. Anyway, so if you don't mind, um, stick around for a minute, John. But what do you think, uh, Colin, about what John had to say? Uh, we were talking in the green room over there. Mm-hmm. That same thing that I think Chris, you were saying that it's so interesting to hear somebody that curates so much music. Um, of what we call like you know standard bearers of, of vaporwave from you know earlier days till now yeah. having such a, a bleak outlook something <laughs> uh, i mean maybe yeah, a I realistic what outlook john does but, especially it's really yeah, hard maybe. to be such a pillar like i don't know how john does it He's, but then again me neither. I, knowing him from a few years back he had the same he had the same outlook then i think as well i think he's always yeah. very cautiously optimistic i mean he's i mean anytime you talk to him about like i don't want to like put words in his mouth but anytime you talk about him talk to him about what he's excited about uh he's you know still just as passionate about like what the uh for sure um the artists he's really hyped on so like but um yeah he's 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 a cautious old man yeah, I, I think you have to be when it's your, yeah. you know, basically your job. And, you know, you, yeah. you want to yeah. do that. You want to yeah. write by the people you work with. You don't want just want to put out garbage. You know, yeah. you don't want to just, yeah. you know, peddle the same things. You want to change things. You want to stir the pot. You want to keep things, you know, being fresh. Yeah, keep um, things moving, yeah. not let it stagnate. Um, But I, I, like, as I get older, you know, it gets hard to do that. It gets, you know. I, I, I lose touch, you know, with uh, 
what's going on or I lose touch with what's I mean, I, I think Chillwave has enjoyed a resurgence with all the chill synth stuff going on on Stratford Court and like, um, you know, a lot of the 100p stuff. I think if Chillwave can come back a decade later, maybe Vaporwave I, I, does die. It'll come back, you know? I mean, ironically, like the Chillwave stuff comes back under like a lot of Vaporwave labels. You're not wrong. George once <laughs> like, famously said door. Chillwave was a Vaporwave subgenre. Yeah. I, it, it very Why not? Much, why not? It died real quick, and I don't think a lot of people got all the ideas out of it, and that's why, you know, a lot of these people who would do it, it chill wave before ma- migrated to vaporwave or wanted to do chill wave, but there was no market for it, so they just did vaporwave. You're not wrong. All, all right, John. We got to migrate yeah, into vaporwave. Right, yeah, we got to get John back. For we got we to get, get you back on an episode, episode, but we also need to cycle you out for another guest. Yes, hey, Everybody say goodnight to John. John. Love you, buddy. Good night. Thank, you, so Thank you for joining us tonight, man. John, Love you. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking honor. Anyway. Hell yeah. All right. So, Amis, honestly, you, you replied. You had a great uh, personal inflection to that, but you mostly just kind of um, I I want to hear. Just, I like, want to hear. Stand some... on one side of it. I'm going to agree with them. I guess. True. Yeah. I find a lot of people. I mean, I run a much smaller label, but I find a lot of submissions are very much like, okay, here's my thing. Uh, uncomp. I'm not going to compromise on what it is, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Then I don't know if we can I work together. I picked you for and a I... reason because you're a, a label owner as well to follow, John. Because I knew you would have some insight too. Yeah. I I really. I mean. His scale is a lot bigger, uh, so like he has a lot more uh, to go through and listen to. So he sees the the wide variety of it. I see a lot of people digging into their niche and just going like, "Here's what it is." Right. And so a lot of times on Twitter, I'm arguing. I think just yesterday, I was arguing about subgenres and and you know the uh, etymology of of these genres. Always some great takes from you on Twitter. A man. lot of yeah, I I, <laughs> I should have saved it for now, but um, people get. <laughs> People get uh, very up in arms about my just asking. I mean, I'm usually just asking. And, True. And yes, my Barber Beats tape, uh, take, yeah. Um, and it's not so much I'm coming from like out of the blue, let me take a, let me take a shit on, on Barber Beats or something. Right. Honest to goodness, <clears throat> like most of these questions are coming from I'm talking to an artist, they're sending something in, I'm talking to them, and I, almost always I ask them, describe your style, like what's your style? And so I'll hear multiple people, you know, dig in deep, dig their trench. Right. Of this is what their sound is. And I'll hear some things that sound very similar and people calling them completely different things. Um, and I think, you know, something that I am curious as we move further and further away from, you know, vaporwave starting is like, I think etymology and knowing where these... Uh, I think Christy was saying the progenitors of these genres. It's important to archive that stuff and and know where oh, yeah. things are going and coming from, especially mm-hmm. um, yeah. because there's it's important for for there to be some sort of uh, record of of who's calling what what and not to say that there's a correct or you know absolute definition of a lot of the things. I think that's one of the best things about vaporwave as an you know umbrella genre is that people can find their niche and, and kind of you know carve something out within subgenres but um it sure makes discussion difficult when people are talking about the same genre but calling it different things so i i do agree and that's why an episode or two back chris said that he didn't think genres 
should coalesce around similar sounds. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, but like, yes, that'll make it hard for okay. people to know that they're talking about the same now, thing. I, I understand what I said. <clears throat> and like, it's a yes and no with that. I, I get that. I get both. Yeah, I, I understand. Like, I, like a movement is one thing, but like sounds are another thing. If you need to group things by sounds, that's great. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, there is something like the, the super genres, and then there right. are like these small genres underneath it. But the mm. super genre is going to be like the movement. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. And and I, but that's easily identifiable because you, you, you see it, you hear it, you have a lot of different, you know, ways to identify it. And with these very small uh, mm-hmm. subgenres, you don't have that, you know, very visual tribalism behind it. You just have uh, a bunch of random people just going like, hey, this is what it is. This. Like I love those discussions on Twitter because uh, you'll I'll ask a question like that and I'll get uh, you know eight different people answer eight different answers and I love I, that too. They're all they're all so informative and so like I mm-hmm. I I hate when people are like oh why are you sh-, like shitting on it's like I'm curious as much as the next guy about like what is everybody you know how's it what's everybody's understanding of this because it seems to shift it seems to be different for every person. And as, I mean, I, I love that about the genre and all the subgenres. I also see it as a uh, something that's going to be difficult for people getting into it later on. Like, let's say somebody coming into Vaporwave as a whole genre later on, uh, having mm-hmm. to kind of sift through what was called this, what is... And not that it matters, because you like what you like, you listen to what you like. Um, however, it's I'm for me, it's more about... How do people? How are people going to be able to find what they want to, what they like? Um, how are well people going to be able to find what they? We're like? We're going to bring well, in another label actually, owner actually, actually here in a minute been kind to of a uh, thing. kind of go back and forth with, with you on that one. Uh, waiting on uh, the next homie to jump in. Uh, do you want to go ahead and let us know what your hot take of the night is? Mm, what was my? I was tweeting about something the other day, yesterday as well. Um, not the barber beats thing. What the hell was it? Oh, you know what? Uh, going along with this theme of curation, uh, I really think that it's a bunch of people responded uh, in uh, on this idea as well. A bunch of different ideas of this idea of with everybody so disconnected because we're primarily. I mean, we do have live events and stuff, but uh, sure. it's a you know uh, digitally native genre. Um, I think. This idea of separating art from artists is, is just keeps coming up uh, just because of the the amount of the high volume of, of trolls. Oh, man, we got scene. some rippers tonight. So, like, I I want this to be let I mean, let my hot take is longevity. I want this to be something that people can continue to find without having to feel like, oh, well, you know, two out of ten standard bears for the genre are you know fringe lords or trolls like i want there to be more you know scene accountability for welcoming people in and uh maybe less holding up of people whose music may be great but they're they're really you know shitting on the scene we are that's going my hot to take. we're gonna honestly uh that's a wonderful hot take and i brought in yet yeah, another label good. owner you know, everybody uh, something about the oh. yeah sorry i i cut you off earlier i just no, no, uh, no, no, bring in the other everybody say owner. hi to fiber by the way fiber just jumped in what's oh, up alex shoot Hello, what's up, alex? Yo, how's it going hey how's it going yo, yo. so 
One of the things that you said is very difficult to find what you like in the vaporwave thing without that delineation. But I don't know. It's always been kind of difficult to find what you like once you jump into these genres because you can't tell what anything's going to be half the time when you just write, click on a uh, uh, on a Bandcamp page. You have to actually go through and like listen to the sounds. Like I, that's why I always thought like well, it's really impossible for any of my DJs in Philadelphia to do a vaporwave night because if they don't know anything about vaporwave and they click on a random album, it's definitely not going to be what they're looking for. This That's is going to be a throwback, but do you guys remember the website? This is, uh, I found it on StumbleUpon long, long ago. Oh, rest in peace, StumbleUpon. It's, yeah, Music Map. Do you guys remember that? Music hyphen map. It was a blue no. screen. You type in the name of an artist, and then it, like, links you to a, it, it just creates a web of... Like, all, it still exists. All sounds or whatever, It still right? exists? Is that still yeah, right? music, I think it's music-map.com, I think. Yeah, okay. so Check the reason I bring that up is because you could do that for, well, I don't want to use the word traditional, I don't want to, you know, bandy around other genres as traditional and vaporwave, it's not, because a lot of the, you know, same, you know, the stylistic stuff uh, applies, um, but, you know, if you do that for, uh, let's say rock or, or alternative music was what I used it for, Indian alternative, um, you would get a lot of similar sounding artists. And I don't think that that same thing is going to be possible for all the different subgenres of uh, vaporwave, just because it's so divergent. There's so many different things splitting off. You're not wrong. That's what. I, yeah. So like all the different niches, which is again, I love that about this genre that it allows for that. I also see it as like you can't music map this genre. Is True. What I'm saying. Alex, what do you think about what Colin had to say about uh, keeping the scene inviting and holding people accountable? Yeah, yeah. And let's let's bring that to like the the future funk era, the uh, future funk side of that too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, so one of the things that I actually did recently is host a panel at Magfest where we talked yeah, about did. this very topic. Oh, is that uh, is that did. up yet? Uh, okay, so there's a recording of it, but um, we would have to like edit it a little bit because I think that the way that it was recorded, like you can't really see the projector. So I would have to like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I can edit everything and the audio is probably gonna suck a little bit, but we'll we'll make it work. Um, I saw but, some clips of you got you and Disco on uh, Instagram and you guys sound so professional. I love it. I know, oh, I goodness. saw it too, very impressed. We had to rehearse that. Um, so we finished the panel like a week prior to MAGFest and then uh, we pretty much memorized the entire like two hour panel by memory. Wow. Disco specifically wow. had to do it because he literally can't see the screen in front of him. So oh, for the wow. last few <laughs> for the last few rehearsals, he actually did it in the helmet so that like he couldn't look at That's the, hard like the projection notes. Yeah. Everybody say so, goodnight to Colin real quick. Wiz, thanks for joining us tonight. Colin. Thank you so Bye, much, all. Thank you, buddy. Alex. Love and appreciate nice, nice you with tonight, Alex. Later, buddy. Thank you so yeah. much. Love you very much, man. I'll let's, see you later. Let's Bye. talk more, Wiz. Later. It's been a while. Peace. Sorry for okay. interrupting Wait, you there. So, hold on. I want to get back to, to Fiber for a moment because I know we've had John talking about like, oh, I don't know if the things are going to last, this and that. But yeah. let's talk to Fiber because I think yeah, that we've do. seen a lot of artists get very big recently and do some pretty big shows recently, obviously. Oh, yeah. The, um, you know the Macross show recently, and obviously yeah. there's Young Bay. He's doing extremely well. Should I so, turn on my camera, by the way? Uh, no, sir. Please, you uh, well, you have a beautiful, all, lovely still. Um, thank but you for offering. I think that's but... gonna overload Isaac. Gotcha. You, you have <laughs> your finger on the pulse right of the most popular. I mean, unequivocally most popular side of vaporwave. So I feel like you would know. Yeah. So 
Yeah, the thing is, is that over time, you know, there was there was kind of this period um, where I didn't really understand like the idea of kind of like the token to like longevity, especially in the scene. I thought that mm. like I kind of I kind of misattributed longevity to um, trying to not necessarily make the best music that you possibly can, but rather this like kind of strange, arbitrary like standards that I was set for myself for what it means to be like an ethical musician. Like okay. we're doing so much sampling and whatnot in this genre that I thought, you know, it's like, it's very wrong to kind of just like rip off other artists, you know, or mm -hmm. to just like steal half of their song, essentially making a remix of an older track and then passing it off entirely as your own. So I thought that like over time, you know, this like, this kind of like faction of, of future funk might fizzle down. And I was very disappointed and almost a little bit bitter when I was younger to realize that it wasn't going away. And mm -hmm. I think that the, I think that the, I think that overall, because I've, I've talked to a lot of these like, you know, bigger artists and now I've actually been able to meet, you know, some of the bigger artists like um, Vantage, Macross8299, I've talked to Young Bay and, and their manager a little bit. And something that Vantage said, during the Neon City Cruisin' show, like it was immediately after the Neon City Cruisin' uh, New York show, um, like at like 3 a.m. in like some bar that we were at, like I was talking to Young, Bay, Young Bay's manager and him, and he said something along the lines of like, who cares what Future Funk is? If it's good, if it slaps, if people like it, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So I have kind yeah. of understood yeah, that that's... over time, I think longevity has less to do with like specifically what type of music that you're making or trying to necessarily classify yourself into a specific bubble and i now understand mm -hmm. future funk to be more of less of a stylistically uh similar sort of genre and more of like an inviting community where you can kind of like yeah. bring your oh, own man. influences and wear yep. your influences on your sleeve and i think okay. that is to an extent I think that the ticket to longevity is, and I talked about this in my panel, is just trying to consistently make music, you know? Mm, true. Um, yeah. And not necessarily doing the same thing over and over and over again. I think that sampling has absolutely nothing at this point. I think sampling like, and making sample-based music, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. if you make it yeah. every single day for 10 years and you never go out outside of your comfort zone, you never make anything with any expectation or whatever, you're going to start to get extremely bored with making music and you're just not going to want to do it. It is probably like that yeah. with any kind of music. If you're just going to make the same type of rock well. roll music over and over again, if it sounded like what you made 10 years ago on an album, I mean, it'd probably yeah. be the same idea. Yeah, I, I, and that was something that I really, I, I really. It has to be to sustainable. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's like, and I guess it's not necessarily that much of a hot take, but it's just that like, I've kind of realized that over time, um, trying to make music that you know is like, you don't necessarily have to be boundary pushing. You just have to switch it up enough for you to, you know, not be bored with it, and it has nothing to do with your, uh, your your i guess like the it has nothing to do with with you making music that is like morally sound or ethical and it has everything to do with whether or not you're going to be making music 10 years from now or i've just quit yeah if you intend you to keep it going anymore. for for a long period of time 
We're about to yeah. bring in a, another guest here in just a second, Fiber. Um, do you sure. want to you want to let us know what your hot take for tonight is going to be so that they can respond? Actually, they mm-hmm. just joined us just now. Everybody, say hi to Porter Vaughn. What's up, Porter? Hey, Porter. What's up? Hi, my friend. Mm-hmm. So, what is your hot take for the night, Alex? I think, and this might be a little bit of a spicy take. I mm. talked about this recently on on Delicious. on Twitter. There's like a few people, I think, in the vaporwave genre where bigger artists that I guess like to get people kind of stirred up into a frenzy, they say things that are conventionally like offensive to try to piss people off. And I feel like some of these people, like they use outrage to kind of like push their platform further. I'm not necessarily going to name names, but I think right. that we can think of a few artists and record labels that do this. But mm. I personally think that while this is kind of impossible to avoid, I think that the fact that people keep giving them attention is the reason why they're still here and why they're still promoting negativity. Damn, and I think son. that if people paid less attention to those people that were spreading negativity in this scene, they would get bored and leave. But I don't think that that's happening anytime soon. No, oh, that definitely shouldn't have longevity. Uh, but, you know, it's just human nature. Yeah, exactly. Porter, what are your thoughts on what Fiber just had to say? So that's a good one because uh, it's something that I've thought about as well. And there are different ways to look at it. And th- this conversation has actually come up in the Utopia District server. Yeah, too. I remember those. Shout and out w- one of the One of the arguments um, for like re- reacting to that is that you got to care about the things that you care about. Yeah. And the, w- the way that came up was because I am more the type who... I guess my attitude is if you don't like it, like just don't look at it, you know, carry yeah. your social well media. Well said. Yeah. But I'm kind of, but it's easy for me to say that because I'm just kind of aloof with social media in general. Like for me, it's no business to just like not look at it, not think about it. That's easy for me, but I can't really tell someone else, oh, like you shouldn't care because yeah. um, the point that was made on top of that was some of those negative people do still have a sphere of influence. True. And yeah. so, you know, it gets to a point where there are certain people you can't ignore, if that's fair to say. Okay, yeah, fair. Um, I absolutely think that uh, people do feed into it way too much, and they kind of yes. need to realize what Fiber was saying, is that that's what they want. They're capitalizing yeah. on that. And if you just don't give it to them, you know, they would starve without that attention. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Kind of, I, I hate to yeah. admit, I do I do enjoy a little uh, lighthearted mudslinging every now and then, but at the end of the day, if it's hurting people, it's definitely, you can't, you can't feed the trolls. I try, yeah. I, I get into it a little bit, and then, like, after, like, I get, like, that initial hit of, like, dopamine, I feel like crap. Being okay, part, yeah, like, well said. Just, like, trauma. It's, it's funny just, whenever it gets overwhelming. Whenever I see people who are using a lot of negative things or saying a lot of negative things, it's funny. I, it draws me to them not because of the negative and not because I'm getting angry, but because I'm like, you know, 
a lot of them, some of these people do have interesting points or do create interesting things. And I'm always looking to that. And if they say something that. that's a nice right. thing or an interesting thing or they make an interesting piece of art, like I actually, I'll go support that. You know, I'll be like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like it when you do interesting things. Okay, and say positive interesting uh, reinforcement. There you well, go. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I like it when, I don't know, you know, when the people who maybe are mired in negativity make an interesting point or do an interesting thing or support somebody or, or expose me to an interesting artist or, or say an insightful thing. Then I will like it and then I'll encourage that. Yeah, yeah because, you're not wrong. Because, you know, nobody is just one thing, right? You know what I mean? And I yeah. try to, and I, you know, I keep that in mind, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't want to support the things that make me upset. I don't, but they, because they, they don't. Some of them are very interesting people, or very interesting yeah. artists, or have make make interesting things, and or sometimes what they're doing is. Time. Or I've known them for a long time, and I know there there's a lot to them. And uh, you know, it's um, I don't write people off. I think like John, John's like never mute, and I'm like, yeah, me too. Right. Never I kind mute, of never agree. I don't like the echo chamber. But everybody needs to yeah. deal with this the way they need to deal with it. And just because I'm doing it this way, and just because I'm like seeing these people in this way and looking at this, doesn't mean that you have to, and doesn't mean that they have to. And just what works for me. You know what? I really Anyways, appreciate that. that you're saying all that because I think I'm a lot like you, Dr. Chris. I think you oh, and I man. actually have a lot of mutuals um, where, you know, people are – they're they're contentious to say the least. You know, no need yeah. to name names. But I, I think I know you and I are both generally those people who, you know, not even just see like the human in certain people. But I think we can really gauge how much are we supporting a person versus how much right. are we – supporting the art and you know in yeah. some cases where that's a little foggy you gotta you gotta look at the nuances a little more and just like you said at the end there I, I can't control that you know maybe I have a mutual that other people would rather I didn't have uh, and if it yeah. if it comes down to it sometimes you just don't know what someone's like you know if you're like me you're just not looking at Twitter all the time uh, in other cases, like Shiro said, it's someone you know for a while. And, you know, sometimes it's something where I just feel a certain way about someone and I know, you know, how much I support them and which ways I do or don't. And if someone yeah, was to ask me, like, hey, you know, yeah. you follow this person, I would have no problem having that conversation and, like, explaining my reasons. Me too. So, Same. I was going to say, Go ahead. Um, Soft Replica said, that's the sucky thing about outrage culture is that it can discount solid opinion from the basis of one, one's attitude. To a certain extent, I kind of agree with that because there's this idea where, you know, there's kind of like the mob mentality, especially on social media. But I do also think that to a certain extent, and I don't think that, I, I, I think I really like Chris's point specifically about, you know, like mutuals and seeing the good yeah. in, in other people. But I, I also have to think about the fact that you kind of have to think about the fact that once you put your music out there on the internet, you are you are essentially putting it on a platform that is open to criticism. So to a certain extent, there needs to be this sort of like uh, this sort of like this sort of like balance between like are you doing stuff that's shitty or are you not doing stuff that's shitty? Right. But I do think that that balance can get can grow out of line, can grow out of whack very very quickly, and it's very difficult to maintain that when like you just have like random people on Twitter that are like, you know, pulling the reins and trying to make somebody accountable for that. It, it also has to come down to the person at, that, that's making those decisions and like having a bit of like self-introspection, you know, realizing, you know, 
hey, maybe, you know, I'm, maybe I agree with the thing that I did and I right. don't think it's controversial. Or maybe I have to take a step back, look at other people's like opinions. Maybe what I did wasn't sensitive. Maybe what I said was wrong, you know? True. And I think that that requires like a level of self-moderation, but also you can't really expect to not be criticized if you're putting your music out on, you know, like a public forum like, like this. Well so, said. Yeah, Fiber, we gotta we gotta let you go, man, but thank you so much for that no. insight. And thank Love you so you, much Alex. for joining us. We, we gotta get everybody You're on. You're a real homie, man. Again, everyone's sure. so great and insightful. Thank you for oh, joining man. us tonight, buddy. Thank you yeah, so much. I, sorry if I was a little scrambly. I just got off of an interview like You're good. 15 no. minutes ago. You're, You're good, good, buddy. You're good. And congrats Take on the interview. Easy, thanks. Yeah, have thanks. a lovely All night. Right. You too. Catch you later. Catch you later, Porter. Right. I was going to say, I've seen so, a, a lot of those posts that you were mentioning, Porter. Um, no naming names, of course, but people do seem to to want to call people out just based on who they who they associate with, who they're like kind to, who they you know, oh, you know tolerate. They, 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 yeah, this all this all this stuff on it's, Twitter. It's all, it's all one dimension. It's all one dimensional, man. I don't like. It's all very one dimensional. You have to remember. Well, you're looking at these these things yeah zeros and ones man there's human beings attached to these things have a lot of different like nuance and things going on some good ideas some bad ideas i don't know porter how you doing buddy uh i'm doing quite well um happy to have you one of our favorite episodes of my personal favorites was with porter so we're really excited to have you yeah back. he's yeah, a, that was a really good time it's, it's good to be back it was it was uh-huh. a very poignant episode porter is a healing talisman embodied uh-huh. to a person <laughs> but uh, um, i don't know about that uh, <laughs> i do <laughs> well, well, how do you so, feel about vaporwave what do you do you think this is a, what do you think vaporwave is Okay, so I think this is a good way to actually segue into my hot take. Yes, let's do that. And And, and real quick, I'm going to call our next guest on, so let her rip. Okay, so uh, first off, I just want to, like, make it clear that this is not saying anything is good or bad. Uh, My take is that Vaporwave, you know, as much as it's, you know, not just a sound and aesthetic, it's it's a movement or a vibe or whatever, Vaporwave... Mm -hmm is not an endless infinite sphere of possibilities and it Mm -hmm. is limited Mm -hmm. and at some point uh it reaches those limits and it it won't be able to go any farther Mm. yeah Yeah, everything has a life everything does everything has a life so everything also not just has a life but it has like a bubble that can be pushed out only so far right like well i know some people feel that you know oh in like 10 or 20 years uh, people are just gonna like keep making vaporwave, but the sound's gonna be different because they're just gonna like sample the, the music that's coming out now. Right, it's coming out when they're they're just kid. My feeling is no, like those Maybe kids, not. they're gonna make their whole own different thing. And vaporwave, yeah. I think, is always just gonna kind of be like that post or that pre-internet, post-internet music. You know, true. Mm-hmm. Harkening back to that time, that Y2K '80s '90s time. Everybody say hello to Indie Advance. We got a fellow Canadian in. Hello. What's up, buddy? What's up, Indie? How's everyone? I Pleasure to be here. your audio just in case. So, Indie, you, awesome. you and Porter have actually hung out a couple times, no? A couple yes, times, say yeah. bring that up? So, Hell yeah. 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 You, uh, a couple sleepovers. Yep. Oh, jealous. how fun. I'm so jealous, jealous right now. I'm still you guys waiting for sleepover. Kristen. I want I want to sleep over with Indian Porter too. That sounds so fun. Oh man, it was like a ice cream slumber party social. Oh my god. Oh my god. 
man, that's what vaporwave is all about, right there. That's what the I'm talking about. And the exchange of ideas and the and the having a community of like-minded people with various interesting uh, and other flags interests. And do you believe in life after love? You know, here's the thing about Vaporwave is just like everybody involved in it, it has so many interesting musical takes and musical ideas and is influenced by so much different music that I don't see that in any other genre. And that's like one of the big things I think that could, that keeps Vaporwave going is the people attracted to it oftentimes come from this background of a variety of musics. You know what I mean? A variety of knowing the cool artists in the different genres, you know, and they used to make your way to Vaporwave because there's so much to play with. Porter, do you want to reiterate your hot well take for us really quick for Indy? In case yeah. he missed it. Uh, well, the hot take is just that, you know, um, despite some people feeling that Vaporwave will kind of just like always go on and always be this like active, prominent morphing thing, uh, I think, uh, no, it, it has its limits and it's not necessarily this endless, infinite realm of possibilities. Yay. Man. I read you. I read you. Yeah, we want to know what you think. Yeah, about what do you that, think, Andy? Andy? Yeah, it's like it goes back to what John was saying, right? At the beginning, how vaporwave is quote unquote dying or changing um, over the past two years. Maybe the pandemic has something to do with it. I don't. I don't quite know the reason. But what I'll say is, it's funny. It leads right into my hot take. Oh, perfect. How oh shit. Yeah. Nice. Great so, you like. exactly. You're not wrong. Um, so it's like, what does it take for an artist in vaporwave to get to that level that artists did and are still at from over the years, like 2014, 13, 15, 16, 17, um, like Saint Pepsi or Flamingosis? You guys were talking about Young Bay. Yeah. Um, is it even possible for a new artist to reach those heights just from how good the album is? Like the album art, the concept, the music, and like what is it about so Vaporwave? Are, are you saying there was like an appropriate time for that to happen, like a right time, right place, and that may never be replicated in the future? Yeah, I'm wondering if that's true. And like, damn. It. Uh, is vapor is being in vaporwave holding our artists back to compare to something like lo-fi hip hop, which is uh-huh. you know huge. Lo-fi hip hop come, come is, around. Is, yeah, I, it's I, lo-fi hip hop is, is big because it's just background music. Like you can put it on and rack up all. But do any of them tour? Do any of them do live things? That's, do any of them even make music videos? Do any of them? I yeah. Mean, even, so they, they don't really throw do that much from. So the yeah. they, they dance parties? <laughs> they they do. I've seen some online lo-fi hip hop events and I online. find that generally uh you know, like Twitch streams kind of thing during the pandemic. They're they're they, they get invited to bigger events though, like Coachella and all these things. Like if you look at artists like Swum or Ginseng or okay. Idealism. I gotta say, man, you have such a wealth of knowledge about various genres. But uh, I want to jump in real quick and wish Porter a lovely night. We got to kick you off now, buddy. Porter, love you, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. We love you so much. I actually think that a lot of Vaporwave has a better chance than some of the other genres because the thing about the lo-fi hip-hop is that, yes, Swum has a place. 
but do the other ones have as big a place if they want to go live if they want to be live or are people going to be like i have this this is the one i listen to why should like the not not the lo-fi hip-hop fans but the mainstream audience right they might be like well i got this i don't need a million more of it uh with vaporwave there's a lot of different sounds in it yeah you know what i mean like a quip doesn't sound like fm skyline doesn't sound like vapor or doesn't sound like in rail you know what i mean True. so there might be like you could have add these little characters to your playlist and go see them live and not get tired of it because you're not hearing the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. yeah that's why like generally so well yeah absolutely you generally don't see irl lo-fi hip-hop shows that's certainly a vaporwave Thing, I mean, uh, like a lot of mean. other genres as well but yeah, these sure. individual artists will get invited to more contemporary type events where being a part of that a byproduct is having these people that didn't go see who was on the main stage go see you True. and maybe buy a cd or whatever that's how it was for me at like warp tour and things like that right oh damn so oh. how do we get the artists from vaporwave into more events that aren't just for the same crowd that already likes vaporwave which is what happened to artists like young bay flamingosis right hell yeah flamingosis blew up too yeah Mm -hmm. and it just goes back to john's point like is it because vaporwave is reached its ceiling and we aren't getting those you know, there are certainly lots of new sounds. You mentioned N Rail; that's a great example. Mm-hmm. I mean, N Rail has a very took it in a very different direction. Sound. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I, I thought I thought we hit our ceiling like eight years ago. So, like, who knows? Surprise! Interesting. I yeah, thought we hit I, our ceiling like eight I mean, years ago. Once, like Ryan came out with uh, Prom King, and I thought, that oh was yeah, it. I remember when Lux <laughs> and St. Like, Pepsi I, I were new, was, and I was I like, that was and the, Mesh, the like, what is this shit? I don't know about all this. 2013 LMAO, almost a damn decade ago. I think it's like I don't know. Maybe it's not about hitting the ceiling. It's about like um, I don't know, pushing, pushing, pushing into another ceiling. I don't even know, man. It's hard to say. It, It is. It definitely is. Like I find albums come out for for small to mid size artists. Albums come out. A couple people hear them. They download them. Maybe they buy them. Maybe it gets a tape, and then that's that's it. Then there's so many albums coming out things get mm. kind of suffocated and buried which is what i'm trying to use utopia district for as a platform yeah. to great platform. To, sh- to show to put the smaller things in front of artists because all people really get is the Bandcamp email from the label that put yeah. out their album right mm-hmm. yeah. so i'm just wondering like to to go off of john's point how do we save vaporwave and push it to that next level so that people can make a living off of it. That's what we want at the end of the this day. This episode is starting to sound like an that episode is, of intervention. Now that is the question that not even the vaporwave artists are asking, but every single independent artist out there who's doing something is trying to figure it out. And um, just from the album I don't know. alone, yeah, I don't know, I don't man. Know. It's hard to say. Like, I can't even tell what's popular and what's not popular anymore because it's just, you know, statistics and this and that on, like, Spotify or Bandcamp can be, like, faked so easily. And, like, sometimes, like, I just listen Mm -hmm. to my Spotify playlist and, like, some random, like, indie band comes on and I look at them, I'm like, like, 400,000 listens a month. I'm like, who who even is this? Right. Like, are they really this popular or is this just being inflated by something else? Interesting. Very easily could be. Because meanwhile, I see them come to, like, 
tour around Philadelphia and they're playing the smallest venue and nobody's going to go see it. Oh, and man. Like, yeah, that's a I'm pretty like, defining what? line. Who, who is he? What is popular? Who even knows at these days? You know what I mean? Every Metrics can be faked so easily these days. Oh, yeah. It's, people it's that buy followers. And... Well, be, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, most of these people who are getting into music and become extremely successful that's in, like, your favorite indie rock band, motherfucker, those people are rich. They're from, like, the Valley. Oh, shit. Like, they actually have money. Their parents are lawyers. They have connections. You don't think they do. They do. Like, that's who gets really popular. Like, your favorite indie artist probably has some rich parent or probably has some connection that you don't no even know shit. about. That, like, fucking bought all this shit for them, and you don't even know. You think they're just some fucking garage rock band <laughs> bullshit. Like, Vaporwave actually has some kind of integrity to it because it is pretty homegrown. It's very punk rock. Definitely. But, like, all this other shit, man, it's, like, it's hard to tell what's real. You know, the more internet we get, the more it's difficult to tell what's real. Now, that'll make a good True. Vaporwave album. Someone talk about this. Guys, uh, FM Skyline just jumped in. What's going on, oh, Pete? Hey. Welcome. How are you, buddy? I'm all right. How are you guys doing? Can, can you hear me okay? Better now that you're here. Oh, yeah. Let me turn Hell, you up a little bit. Yeah. Um, there. Indy. Yeah, just, just before I go. Yeah, let's I want to say, say oh, you're, on for a you're, you're on for about another five or so. <laughs> you're, you're okay, awesome. On. Yeah. The reason I brought up lo-fi hip-hop is because it's also sort of a grassroots movement with bedroom yes. producers, like usually one person, True. right? But um, it, 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 you talked about uh, an artist who was it? Uh, Equip. Yeah. You know, Equip yeah, stuff who, who came out a bit later. I think he's yeah, I doing say a good... Maybe? pretty good job of creating a brand for himself and having people follow him just for him and kind of veer off the path of vaporwave and we sort of see that with like miyazuki big wave who also has a very big cult following so like is is that required now who's joining us right now is doing that same thing absolutely pete's taking it in a crazy different direction Pete's doing his own thing. Pete's I can't believe I missed him at Electronicon. Well, yeah. He's another guy. I, I am so uh, like stoked on it, honestly. Just let's hear that your ceiling own. I talked about. He, he's, he, he's he's pushing it. He he really is. Honestly, I think Pete would really do well to collaborate with some of the vapor adjacent artists. He because kind of already is. He's remixing them. Good, good. I bet it's amazing. Like, it's, it's yeah, absolutely true. Awesome that is true. The small, um, the small black thing amazing was an song. interesting pivot. That is yeah, true. it was. That's so cool. Love that. Well, so, love you know, I was talking too, to Lux about one of the tracks from your latest album, and it's low-key a shoegaze song, like just with yeah. synthesizers, you know? Right, because I mean, shoegaze is in our is, is in our genealogy, you know, of sound. Very much so. I mean, yeah. right? So I, I think, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to start launching onto my thing while Indy's still going. Well, we, would... Indy, why don't you re- reiterate your hot take so that Pete can um, see what, what he has yeah. to say about that. So based on the sound of the album, the concept and the art, the whole package, is it possible right. to, to reach that level that Flamingosis and St. Pepsi made it to those many years ago? Um, does it require something like what Equip or what Mikazuki Big Wave are doing, or yourself now, where you, you have to get that loyal kind of cult following and make a brand for yourself, carve out that path? That's a good question. Um, you know, many of us are really trying to trying to figure it out. I mean, like you like you like you said about Equip, yeah, he's definitely got um, 
you know, he's become a brand and, and, you know, like DDS, of course, you know, they have, they have this kind of like, they're like a cult, you know, of their own. True. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. They've got thing. some ardent followers. Yeah. Shots and then like, we brought up the, um, yeah, like, like working with small black was, was yeah. really cool because I went on tour with them for a little bit in September. Oh, that had to be cool. Uh, it was pretty cool. It, the uh, whatever whatever variant we were being destroyed by was sort of creeping in, so we were mm. so the yeah, attendance Delta. was reflecting that. But at the same time, it was cool. It was really cool to like every every show that I played with them. People were there for the you know for for small black, and and then I had all these new fans that would just have never in a million years ever thought they'd be listening to some kind of like Jan Hammer reimagination thing or whatever, right. whatever you want to call it is that I'm doing, you know? Yeah. They and saw your so album that, covers at the merch table and made their own idea, their own world building. Yeah. So, I mean, so those opportunities are really cool. And I think, I think Vaporwave sort of speak to an honor, uh, uh, you know, a point that's been going on longer. Will continue because i think it's a mistake to think of vaporwave as a genre it is like it yes. is like art, art moving an art idea it's a mistake to think about it as a genre it's a okay. paradigm yeah yeah that was our that was our first kind I of call it a methodology yeah it's oh, like an art yeah. movement or something or like you know maybe a it's paradigm. Just, maybe it's something uniquely posts you know 9-11 late capitalism blah 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 you know maybe mm. it's just a unique entity that you know uh, you know just an art movement basically um but I think those those ideas will will keep going. So I guess my I don't know. I guess I can just start right here. My, I guess my hot take is that yeah, vaporwave is um, it's you know it's, it's been an art movement, and I think it's a mistake to think about it as a genre and to think okay, so it's '80s and then it's '90s. Okay, now we got to do Y2K and then right. damn, yeah, so I agree. I, I we don't have to keep doing that thing. That that that's way. a mistake. Rehashing each decade. But what's really interesting? What's really interesting to me is that like. It's more like curating these like looked over things. Like one of my things yeah. that has been, has changed my life, you know, was discovering like library music and mm -hmm. like, you know, taking a deeper dive into like video game music, you know, as a result of sort of the, you know, archaeology that, that has been done and musically in, in vaporwave. Right. So I think those like those archaeology. ideas. I like that. I like that yeah, phraseology that, you know, too. I like that you know, so much. Let's go ahead and wish <laughs> Indy Advan a good night real quick, guys. Indy, thanks for joining us. Indy, thank you. Thank and you special so shout much. out to you for being so helpful to us all the time. Shout out Indy Advan. absolute best. Oh, no right worries. Yo, you guys are the best. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Best and, uh, right there. I love you. I love you. Be well. Best. Good night, Indy. Best guys around. Best uh, podcast around. Oh, my God. Peace out. Yeah, nice I talk to you, Keith. Bye. Man, that's the homie right there. Didn't mean to cut you off there, by the way. Uh, you, were, you were you were, saying. You were saying, sorry. Dropped out there. Oh, oops. Oh, yikes. You're back. We hear you. You're back. You're back. You got that was you're weird. Back. I kind of hung up. Somehow hung up, hung up with Andy. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. No you're good. Um, so I'm kind of going on. I guess I'm just kind of rambling, but so I think you know I liked I liked John's question at the beginning because it's important to wonder about this, right? Yeah, I think true. It's important. Yeah. But I, you know, I think it's just it's just important for people to to look at at at, at a wider scope of what what vaporwave is supposed to be and what and you know maybe like some of the you know I think you know whether you're sampling or or, or composing music, I don't care. You know that doesn't matter. Right. But I think innovation is really important, and, and it's got to be. I know, agree. People have got people have got to be really trying to 
you know, bring, well, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you do have to evolve. You have yeah, to dig deep inside yourself to make it unique. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like you can't just follow the rubric. When you dig inside yourself and you find your influences and then frame it in this world, like that's right. what makes it unique. That's what keeps it interesting. Right. Con- like to, con- to, to conceptualize import is, is really important. Like, you know, to curate, like, like yeah. these things are really important, like the concepts and, and, and things like that. And, you know, not the what decade are we doing? That's that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't make any, any difference to me. I know the original um, Vaporwave was very much a 80s throwback type of uh, remix art, but Vaporwave overall, in my opinion, is kind of timeless. It's very liminal. It kind of, I know you're a huge fan of that word there, Chris, but uh, it almost is like timeless. You know, it, it, it kind of tricks the mind into evoking this nostalgia, you know, that can't really be pinpointed. Um, or never exist, or never exist. Would you say? Would you guys in your mind? Yeah. Would you guys say that nostalgia is like a, a pillar of the scene, or is that just uh, incidental? I, I think that, I think nostalgia is just another tool, another another color in the, it in the palette sells. that you can play, you can paint. Especially with. Think, under late stage. Western I think it's capitalism. the concept of time in general. That's what. Now here's a vaporwave to me has been more about the concept of time in general, and that time could be mm-hmm. a nostalgia for the future, a nostalgia for the past. Like, right. please, for the love of God, tell me what world did the Macintosh Plus album look like a nostalgic cover from? Nothing looked like that ever. There are bits and pieces of things everywhere, but that's a fucking yeah. weird combination of the future and the past. Like, this is well, ridiculous that we right, think it's, it's only nostalgia-based. Yeah, True. I mean, because it's like... Hey, that's look, why I asked. Other, you can look a lot of other places and see, like, you know, you look at, like... Um, you know, in, in like early punk in, in, in like the 80s and, and, you know, late 70s, you know, they were looking to 50s um, greaser, greaser rock and stuff. I okay, mean, yeah. It's, always, mm, it's true. I mean, so it's rockabilly and it's, shit. It's, it's, it's like it's like that concept Interesting. is what Vaporwave is about. Like when when things are kind of like re just reinventing things. And I think I think Vaporwave will outlive. I mean, Hyperpop has, has come has blown up and. I mean, Hyperpop is, is so, it's like, you can go on YouTube right now and be like, look up some producer making, you know, I'm going to make a Hyperpop beep and, and, you know, we might see Hyperpop go out of fad right. while Vaporwave is still going. You it know, sure blew up that fast. Is a specific, specific genre. Well, I agree with Pete. I think that the thing that happens with this stuff, especially if it's like Hyperpop or if it's like, it's got a specific idea that people want things to sound like is they do get tired of it because it's like, oh, I already have my 100 Gex or I already have this right here. I don't need the other ones as much now. And so uh, 100 Gex will be fine. They'll be fine forever. Mm -hmm. But the person trying to copy them. They'll be the Salem of Hyperpop. They'll be the, yeah, they'll be the Salem of Hyperpop. Exactly. Everybody say hi to Lux Elite. Oh shit. Lux Lux Elite just jumped in. Oh, son of a bitch. How you doing? Hey. Yeah, let me let me boost you a little bit. Oh, you sound great. Your voice is back. Yeah. I know. This is like the first time I've sounded normal in fucking days. Yeah. I'm so hyped. Like, I was afraid it was going to be sounding like a, a toad. A toad. Like, or a mouse. <laughs> like, I didn't know what the fuck to expect. But yeah, I'm sounding normal. Yeah. yeah. We're excited to have Hi. you here tonight. Um, Thank you. Pete had a very, Welcome. Pete had a very, I mean, we, we seem to have this like theme that's running tonight. <laughs> well, I love it. A, I love it, man. Uh, I knew it would chill. Like, I knew this is what would happen. I knew that would like chill. all these great minds together I would, love it. They're all, everyone's so riff off of each other. Smart things. Everyone's so intelligent and thoughtful. I love it. <laughs> no shit, right? We have no dummies on the Hot Takes podcast tonight. Um, Pete, uh, can you, can you run us through that Hot Take one more time? 
I feel like I said a, a bunch of things. Now I don't even know what I was saying. You said, <laughs> dude. That's I was how just I feel all the time. I actually really I want to know what Lux has to I say about this because. I'm sorry. Vaporwave is like a, a curation, you know. It's a curation. I think it's a mistake to think of it as, about it as a music genre and be like, is this going to last as long as emo? Is this going to last as long as hyperpop? I think it's kind of like, you know, it's sort of like a like a, like, a, like an idea of curating things a certain way. So I think because of that, it, it could last longer than like people have already pointed out. You know, like the lo-fi hip hop and things that are easier to easier to figure out and easier to get enough of you know i guess yeah. that was my take that's a good one man let's hear it from somebody who's yeah, been around since be. almost the very beginning if not the very beginning yeah beginning what do you think about Pretty that much. first off um this is like my time to say wacky wonky window <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh we're, gonna, we're gonna do it do it's, it it's, do it, it. Oh my god. What a callback. What a callback. Nicely done. It's time. Wow. God damn it. What a She's callback. Not wrong. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I'm afraid to keep that joke running. I don't want to like piss anybody off, but hey. I, wish Luke, I wish Luke was here. Oh, uh, Luke will eventually. I'm pretty sure he's in Hong Kong, right? We could make that happen. Yep. Yeah. We could make that happen. Definitely. Um All right. So I, I can understand going back to what John was saying. I very much do get where he's coming from. I, like I said in the chat, I fully expect it. I'm sorry, Crosby, no left, baby. Sorry, my cat is trying to ease her way through here. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I, I expected it to die pretty quickly, but I was also used to like, Chillwave didn't really have a long lasting um, time frame. Witch yeah, House years. didn't have a very like it, it very <laughs> much like I think Chillwave was the longest lasting at that time. Witch House kind of lasted for a little bit, but it kind of shot itself in the foot. In America, then, that is. Um, see, punk, lol. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like some feelings. I know your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Well, there will be a comment later, but not oh. just yet. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I, I can understand where he was coming from, but, like, I, I very much, am, I kind of expected Vaporwave to be dead, too. Like, I fully expected going into this in 2011, like, oh, this is really exciting. Yeah. I'm going to watch this die in 2014. That's yeah. cool. It certainly felt like, like I it. Like, I fully expected it. Maybe and not then, in 2014, so, but, like, 16. Well, I was pleasantly surprised that whenever I joined in in 2012 that it continued to flourish and continue to get a fan base like I sure as fuck didn't expect that I expected it to be like a really small niche genre so I'm pleased mm. to see how it's grown uh, nonetheless that's that's straying from Pete's take which is I I agree to an extent like I I'm one of those people I will say my love for vaporwave is nostalgia I'm sorry guys I know that that's why I really to wanted to know what you would no, say no 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 that's <laughs> it's allowed to be that that I didn't mean to. I know but you I, I know it's like a, for me it's a lot of it is nostalgia True. like mm -hmm. going back to a time that I mean yeah, I was born in 88 but like I discovered a lot of like 80s shit right around 2010. Like I actually used to hate the 80s back in the day. Same. Like I no way. I did too, man. I'm, oh my god. Used to hate like I used jazz. to hate it. Not sure what was wrong I, with I me. Used, yeah, like I hated all of it, but like it's it, now. I know, right? 
in 2010 with LA Vampires and Matrix Metals. Oh, like cool. that was the time. Oh, Matrix which, Metals. Yeah. Yeah. Throwback to Hypnagogia. Yes, like that was how it snapped for me. So like it was fully like Lux kind of came into a time where I was really nostalgic for the 80s because I was also really fascinated with the commercial blocks. So like Lux is like in this like mid to late 80s going to early 90s like commercial block world. And I might sound same as fuck. I probably do sound samey. Yeah, but um, you you're I mean, great at sample hunting. I mean, I, you've found samples that I don't yeah. think yeah, I've ever heard somebody else use. It's an and entire a, immaculate immaculate curator. That's you know, exactly, <laughs> and it's you. and it's an entire experience listening to a Lux album and involving yourself in that world. And that's the thing about the vaporwave artists is they create a world. world and that's like sure. this is one planet right here. Here's another yes. planet right here, and yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, and like my I, world is weird commercial blocks. They dude, last for thirty seconds, and then you go on to the next one. It's I probably it. a pizza ad. Oh my god! Fucking <laughs> Listen, nostalgia is, is all is over my music too. I only work with like nostalgic synthesizers most True. of the time, but I will mix them up with other things. But yeah, yeah. like for real, that's a, that's it's, it's a it's a it's a paint. It's a it's, a, it's a one of the, the the paints in the palette. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris Lux, say goodnight to Pete. Thank you for joining Pete, us. I love you. you. Love you so Pete. much, buddy. Big love for you, buddy. Hang out soon. Can't wait to Mwah. see you again. <laughs> Sorry about well, that. Anyway, but yeah, a, a Lux album is an entire experience, and like that's like that's what you want to do as a vaporwave artist is create a world. When someone enters the album, you've entered this person's world that they've like created, and I mean that's always been like the perfect thing about the Luxury Elite albums for me at least. But anyway, of course. Yeah, very very unique, very unified in sound, very like cohesive, very deep cut type of experience like i feel like it's almost like a period piece listening to one of your albums well thank you very immersive that's the word i'm looking for yeah yeah i want to show you a world that i wish i lived in or that at least we could escapism at its finest 100 percent. i was dealing with some shit and that was like my world i went into so i'm like look at this inviting world that i've gone in come in and join me look at this world that i wish were real it's not but let's yeah. just have this like teaser of what it could be kind of thing. Wow. That's yeah. really interesting. What do you yeah. think about the longevity of the, wow. the, uh, the genre? Because you're very much a purist. And, yeah, and you, I you kind of are part of the old guard in, in a good way. That's yeah. not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um, yeah. You know, there's been a lot of spinoffs and a lot of experimentation. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, originally I was like, I remember being like a snob about it. Like, I'll admit, whenever Blink Banshee came on, I was like, who the fuck is this dude? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Really? Hot take. Lux, not a Blink Banshee fan. What is this? (laughs) Well, I get it. Like, they never really involved themselves very much with many people. True. And they're kind of shitty. What the fuck are you doing? Like, get away from here. But I mean, I kind of like the music. I love Blink Banshee, but man. I like my. Well, we want to. All right. Anyway, back to yeah. Lux. Back to what she had to say. Look. So, what were we talking about again? <laughs> but, um, no, I was just saying I'm a purist, and I used to be yes. like very bah humbug at like newer sounds because I enjoyed. I guess I enjoyed the quote like the purest kind yes. of ordeal. I thought it was the amazing. Finest. I like seeing people expand on that. But yes. then I realized I was like, 
God damn it, Locke, stop being a snob. These people, despite doing their own different thing, there is still a love of vaporwave there. It is still yeah. paralleling what is happening in vaporwave. They're just and doing it in a different way, and that is okay. Stop. Oh, you don't want Skelly to say that you sound old. Oh. I sound. I totally sound old. You sound like no, you don't. You don't want to hear Skelly tell you you sound old. Are you still never gonna let me forget that I said that to you? I think <laughs> it was funny. Making, it's, li- it's literally because I think you were making fun of like EDM music. We were, or something, we were, we were talking about DJs. I don't, that's all I remember. I don't remember, man. I, t- I talk a lot. Half of it is blah blah blah. <laughs> Who knows? Well, we're gonna go ahead and get our next guest to jump in. I just pinged them. What is Ooh. your hot take for tonight, Luxury Elite? Oh gosh. Okay, so. Um, this is going to be a really saucy one. I'm sorry. A saucy folks, one. Oh, my. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of divulged a little bit with it, but like, I'm just going to flat out say it. Hi, Keith. There's We're Keith. Hi, oh, homie. is Keith next? Keith is next. Oh. Hey, buddy. Oh, my God. You so glad you made it, man. I, I got to talk to Keith mostly about like movie recommendations oh at some point. I got to exchange movie recs with Keith soon. Yeah. True. You don't have to so, get on camera, oh. man. You look beautiful, but go ahead. And jump back <laughs> off a of camera if you, you don't mind. Disable the camera. Oh, it looks so no, you're fine. No apology <laughs> necessary. It just messed up I the, love it. the screen captures. It's so good. <laughs> I love that. I you love do look lovely, my friend. Through. You do. Oh my god. So, <laughs> we, can't, we can't. We can't handle. What? We can only do this. Yeah, we, we can't handle too much of Keith's beauty. Oh. I, well, oh, my anyway, hot, your hot take does have something to do with imagery. Oh shit. Um, oh my. So oh my. My I don't I've never been into what is typically the vaporwave aesthetic. I don't really understand it. Like mm-hmm. I don't identify with the vaporwave mm-hmm. aesthetic of like I guess it was popularized by Macintosh yeah. Plus. Um yes. with Floral Shop and a lot of people after that had seen like had also started like incorporating like in their what is vaporwave like pe- like time pieces of like trying to like basically hop on the what is vaporwave train mm-hmm. everybody started incorporating oh steampunk is a is this is, purple and blue gradient a, vaporwave yes is this like random dolphin image vaporwave is this random mm-hmm. 3d art with this statue in the corner is that vaporwave i don't i'm just not into it i've never been into it and I never identified with that at all. Um, I don't True. know. I personally think that I, I my hot take is that I really wish everybody would have just stuck with uh, screenshots in the beginning. Right. But I mean, I also again sound like a purist. Um, what? But yeah, I just think I mean, that it. I don't know. I just a lot of folks had seen those earlier pieces where they mentioned Sea Punk and had seen. The artwork that was incorrectly being hashtagged as vaporwave too early on in like Tumblr and thought, oh, is this what vaporwave is supposed to look like? Let's do this. And I'm like, no, no, this is not Ouch. what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> Keith, what say you to that hot take, sir? <laughs> good one, huh? First of all, Lux, hello. Nice Hi. to hear you. <laughs> I'm going to try not to call you by your actual name. Oh, no editing for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, it'll drive Isaac crazy to have to edit this on this episode. <laughs> good man. Oh. It's okay. No worries. Yeah, that's a good... I mean, I think... Um, 
I think vaporwave is is mostly like a visual art movement. I'd say, almost more than music. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Interesting. And as so somebody who's involved in both aspects of it, I would think you would know. Yeah, you have an interesting perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have you? said in the past. Oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I all just say real quick. I have said in the past that my my work is actually like pieces like. M- musical pieces to the screenshots that I found through just going through a whole bunch of commercial blocks. Like I used to actually say, this song is set to this screenshot. So oh, yeah, wow. it is pretty visually wow. driven. And I feel Very like cool. a lot of people's first impression is the visual, the album art. So you're Very spot well on said. with that, really. Mm. Yeah, your, Lux, your stuff is more like, it is more like commercial, like kind of like the corporate slick 80s. Mm-hmm. Vibe, yeah. yeah, I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. I like that. Well said. I like that. Thank you. I mean, I'm not. It's not like well said. It's just like <laughs> it's just a fact. <laughs> Keith is like, I mean, it's not like I like made the most eloquent sentence ever. Right. Just, <laughs> nice observation. I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> I will say the the visual aspect of your work is very like. Like, I think they call it fourth world. Just, like, completely divorced from reality. And it, it it shows in both the sound and obviously the visual aspect of it. So, especially in... Like, I'm talking me, about Keith. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I, fourth yeah, world. Like, that's like, have you heard John Hassel before? Yes. Is no, that, because I'm a Philistine. Is that part of the fourth world term? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, yeah, my, uh, I guess people think my stuff is more drawn from like this surrealism, I guess, or. Yeah, I uh, would use that word to describe your music. Absolutely. Especially the visual accompaniment. Kind of almost like a, like a playful Magritte-ish sort of, I don't even know, but it's, you know what else I like about that is like, it is paranormal, but there's also like humor going on in the artwork as well. Like you can like Keith is a very funny person, and you can actually like you can feel that sense of humor and irony too that's happening in the work and the music too. I agree. Yeah, that's fair. I think. Yeah, I remember. Um, well, Lux was talking about kind of the, like that era of. Did you mention like Matrix metals and? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was also way into that stuff, but I feel like I was also aware of a lot of more like monochromatic ambient music from that time and like really intense kind of uh like, like dolphins di- into the future kind of thing no like more like dire flat. like serious noise i don't um oh okay i was gonna I say know, that doesn't surprise me basically, basically what i'm trying to say is that a lot of my stuff is almost like a little bit a pushback against the like seriousness of noise music at the time i think like yeah yeah i can see that like i just wish that more like playful music was still taken seriously uh by people in the same way that some of that like stark ambient stuff was so Mm. um i don't know i kind of lost my train of thought well why don't you wish lux a good night thank you so much for joining us tonight thank you lux yeah i wish we could talk long i love you very much Thank we'll you for being with you us tonight. Friends. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Good night. Bye. Feel better. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Oh man. I put my video on now? Can you put your oh, video on I... now? Man, honestly, I can't say no to you. Go ahead. Uh, we just we're trying oh, to break I... people's you're not having people's face in there. What it what it does is no, it like we, it we moves our, our cameras, but I don't care. Go ahead. It's hard no, to no. not like see your smile. I don't I wanna I don't want people to see my face all the time. Oh okay. Well they're missing out. <laughs> but if you insist. Hey. Hey, there y'all can see him just barely off off center there. For some reason it doesn't oh. affect my feed, but Chris gets bumped off to the side. That's alright. I'm I'm not Other way. Hey, there he is. <laughs> Man, I sure I sure wish that Tech could have joined us tonight, but at least we got a third of the Shroudies. Oh yeah. I mean Tech is here in spirit. He is indeed. I want to say they're doing a, anyway. they're doing an LA show, but yeah, um, Keith, I'm so glad you oh, made yeah. it tonight. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on in the DBS world. I the guess. Uh, new like, single I don't think drops are, in America yet, does it? It's tomorrow, uh, you guys are blowing the fuck up right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Seriously, the, the single comes out like yeah, I think at midnight Eastern time. Yeah, we've got a uh, we've got a guy in Rosewood that's in Australia, and he's already like talking about how great it is and the music video. <laughs> he's making us all jealous. Yeah, Australia, parts of Asia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unbelievable. But yeah, we're trying it? to like we're just trying to finish a lot of artwork and um, yeah, mainly artwork. <laughs> it's like yeah, last minute scrambling to finish stuff basically. I think I saw. Oh I think God. I saw a little bit of a teaser of it, but I don't know if it's officially dropped in the U.S. So, yeah, some people I guess got like some VPNs so that they could hear it. Man, you've got some diehard fans. So inspiring, honestly. Just uh, you know, the musical output from all of you guys. So inspiring the way that you uh, have you, you nurtured your fan base and like grown and grown and grown and just continue to do things like on your own terms with your own types of sounds. You know, you're used. To, we're all used to a lot of the more palatable vaporwave artists or future funk artists becoming very, very successful. Mm -hmm. But very rarely do we see the ones quite as experimental and interested in playing with ideas the way that you know, that, you know Keith does with his music and Keith does with the Death Dynamic Shroud music too. With all those guys kind of getting that sort of popularity. Same thing with Fire Tools too. You know, recently. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of what you said about dubstep. Like, you never would have thought so many pretty girls would be listening to robot having sex like noises. Death Dynamic Shroud is ridiculously popular. Robot Frogs. DDS is ridiculously well, popular while being quite experimental. Yeah. Wait, I've I thought that more often. You're saying Chris said that quote. Chris did say that. I said did that you say that upset. too? I, 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 I was like, did I say that? Everybody greet our next... Key, or, um, Equip just jumped in. Everybody say hi to Equip. Up, hey buddy hey what's up man what's up, you wanna it's you wanna right. let it rip with your hot take for tonight keith sir oh shoot uh <laughs> i guess i didn't really i didn't i thought i would just ride off someone else oh you're but... good you're good i got a question for you in lieu of that do you think yeah, as an experimental musician and artist do you think there's such thing as objectively bad art um, I think the only objectively bad music I'll say, Let's, yeah, okay, music is, is like a weaponized bass tone. Oh, like a can, brown note that can like explode human bodies. Ooh, that's way worse than a brown note. <laughs> a dangerous one. Hey, I have a question, Keith. What is? What do you think vaporwave is? 
I'm kind of. I mean, I kind of said it before. I feel like it's more uh, unified by the visual stuff, like a visual, visual movement. Um, I see. But you know, I don't fucking know. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I just work here. In my opinion, like, yeah, it's not the artist. <laughs> like uh, the burden is not on the artists to like define themselves. It's on the people like criticizing it and and uh, commenting on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What if you don't like what they're saying? What if their idea of the world that you build is completely wrong? Then you socially bully them on Twitter. Yeah, you on Twitter and just like complain endlessly. LMAO. I just complain constantly. That's literally jumping their DMs and Twitter talking constantly. Chris, I think, like, Chris, I think I could, like, just think about it and, like, we could probably talk for, like, a long time about it. But it's like a. I guess it's like a it's a hard question to answer quickly. Yeah, I guess for true. me, we, we, we'll have a conversation another time. Oh yeah, it. I'd love to. Talk Hot takes two point oh win. Actually, I gotta talk to Keith just about movies at some point though too. Oh I yeah, that after call was fun. That one night. Should just do like a mix and match episode where you get you know like two guests on. You know what? Hey, can I just shout out Kevin? Yeah, is the person who came up with this idea. Thank you for your help. I. Oh yeah, man! Wow. I screenshotted your message to me and sent it to everybody. <laughs> you, you figured it out. It looks like you uh, figured it out, and and I want to know. I want to tag off of what Chris said and ask you, since you have taken vaporwave in an entirely different direction, your name has already been mentioned this episode thus far. What is vaporwave to you? Um, it's a state of mind that exists uh, in the collective subconscious of. Anybody who has experienced uh, any media of any kind. Oh man! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's very wow. true. Yeah. I mean, you draw a lot from various influences: video games, shoegaze. I remember a live stream event where you played a bunch of old '80s R&B and like just danced on the camera. I don't know if you, I'm sure you remember that. I yeah. was just like, wow. You know, it's it's not all 16-bit JRPG stuff coming from this guy. He has his finger on the pulse of everything. Yep. I likes a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I respect wow. that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, like, everybody uh, makes Vaporwave differently, and everybody kind of interprets it differently, and everybody mm. takes different That's influences. That's the best part so about it. Kind of- yeah. It's just kind of the the echoes of the media you've digested in your life, uh, kind of getting regurgitated in a the echoes uh, of the media you've digested. Interesting. Oh my okay, god! I, I've got. I can think of a hot take. But All right, give us that of, hot take. Well, oh, deep. what's the hot take? Jumping off of what Kevin said, basically, I think that uh, Daft Punk is a vaporwave group. Wow. Okay. Totally. I could see. Yeah, I mean, I, I always thought Boards of Canada was a vaporwave group. Very so, proto vaporwave for sure. Terry Ruggly did vaporwave in the '60s when he's stretching out the tapes and putting them in different tape machines, running them at different speeds. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Playing your tape uh, slow. I'm sure you guys did that, or played the record at a different RPM when you were a kid. Either sped it up or slowed it down. I mean, we've been doing this. 
Yeah, exactly. Talking to everybody just makes me want to go. As soon as I get off this, I got to go make music again. No shit, right? Hey, that's good, man. Iron sharpens iron. Keith, good night, man. Thank you so much for jumping on the broadcast tonight. Love you very much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. I got to talk to you about movies later. Absolutely. No problem. Thank you for doing this. See you later. Congrats on all the success. Bye. Bye. Bye, Keith. See you, Kevin. Later. So, uh, Kevin, uh, how you doing tonight? Good. I'm doing pretty good. How about y'all? Now, Kevin's another person who has been forging his own path through the vaporwave world and becoming quite successful at it. So, um, you know, some people were saying that they're not sure how far this can go. They're not sure if they can be if it, you know if there's a if there's an end to this. If it's dying, but you're someone who continues to move forward and mm-hmm. become and been very successful and kind of creating their own path. Did, do you think that's possible for other newer artists to do? Yeah, I mean, I think the the mistake is like saying that you're a vaporwave artist and that like that's your your be all end all. You know, like mm-hmm. it, yeah. For me, mm-hmm. I never set out to make vaporwave. I like vaporwave and I like the sounds that are in in the genre, and I just wanted to make my own music that incorporated vaporwave as one of the elements you know along with uh nostalgic jrpg video game music and uh, dream pop and a media that you digested it's just an ingredient you know like nobody eats just one thing nobody cooks just one thing you know i think it's it's inherently limiting to say that like this it it can only go so far because you can always add new ingredients and you can always make a a new new recipe yeah (laughs) exactly Good point, man. Well, uh, I have a quick question for you, if it's all right. Um, Is there any particular sound that you... Because you're very multifaceted. I mean, just like I said, you've done the JRPG thing. You've done Slush Wave. You've done all kinds of... The the Bullet uh, Heaven thing is... is, I mean, you're all over the place. Are there any particular Mm -hmm. sounds that you kind of gravitate to? Instruments or sounds that you like more than other sounds? Yeah, I mean, uh, the just the, the plasticky, fake orchestral sounds of, mm. you know, SNES games uh, has just been burned into my uh, into my brain. You know, kind of, uh, <laughs> I see Molotovic mentioned it in the chat there, the uh, the MIDI harmonica or the... I know um, exactly you know, what sound you're referring to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, a, you know, even, like the melodica even. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just that kind of... Very Super uh, Mario World-esque. Yes. Yeah, like it's a monophonic solo instrument with a lot of pitch bends, and that's that's mostly what I get off on. Well, you do it well, man. I uh, I mean, I think I already had mentioned in the Equips uh, Picks server today that uh, SC88 is criminally underrated. People, thank you. Of, yeah, of course. I mean, people. Everybody loves Curse Breaker because it's amazing. Everybody loves uh, Dreamed of a is it Palace in the Sky? I think I dreamed of a Palace in the Sky. Um, you got it. But people forget about synthetic core '88, and it needs it needs some more love. That's my personal favorite. I'm glad yeah, people I, like that one. It's a great album. I got a question for you, Equip. Now, I think a, I think one of the things that you've kind of done, been able to do very well is translate what you do to a live presentation. You know what I mean? Like you have, you know, you have the staging for it. You have your outfit. You have you know what you're going to play true. live. You know what you're going to play with. It really now, slays in a that, live setting. Yeah. Now, do you, was that a challenge for you to figure out what you want to do, how you were going to present everything? 
Yeah, I mean, every show is a challenge because I want to do something that feels right to me and yes. uh, will also engage the audience. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think about every show on like a show-by-show basis and who I'm playing with and the room mm-hmm. I'm going to be playing in, so on and so forth, and I want to present something appropriate for those settings. So, I mean, I, I do think about each and every show individually, and lately, you know, I've been doing more of a kind of a DJ-style set and doing, like, trance and oh, high dude, BPM. you did a set maybe uh, three weeks ago where you were just going crazy. There were some stills yeah, yeah. that were very, like, hackers-esque looking. <laughs> nice. I'm trying to bring a lot of energy to a live show. I hope you saw it, Chris. Um, this guy was going crazy. I gotta watch it now. I I was like, Jesus I, I God, where did this energy come from? Ronnie Love just it. jumped in. What's up, Ronnie? Hey, hey, hey. Nice to be here. Right. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you, man. Oh, thank you for being here, buddy. Well, Appreciate Kevin, uh, do you want to lay on a quick hot take for the uh, fans and for Ronnie to respond to? Yeah, you know, I thought about this all day long. I was like, oh shit, today. Oh my god. Oh, man. The hot take. <laughs> um, and my hot take is that. Uh, what you should be doing right now if you don't already have one is you need to invest in a nice chair with lumbar support because you're probably oh. we have all the air horns right now in like a shitty office max $50 office chair I want you to take that chair out to the alley and throw it away tomorrow and I want you to go spend <laughs> I want you to stick your head out and yell oh yeah I've got a really bad chair that. As good of an investment as you would make your bed, because everybody sits in computer chairs for such a long period of their lives, and they're you're the fucking your back up. up. <laughs> Cancel this <Right>. man. <laughs> oh my god, Ronnie, what say you to that should, spicy take? Should I get a should I get a steel case? Is that okay? Yeah, the steel uh, case gesture. That's a good. That's a great chair. Um, the uh, you know the uh, Herman Miller Aeron, and like oh they don't god, have to be name dropping chairs. You can look on Craigslist and find like a startup that you know bought like a bunch of steel case gestures or, or Aerons, and you can get them for as low as you know two hundred bucks, even lower. I've seen them like I've seen people like on Reddit find them in alleyways before. It, it's they don't have to be. It doesn't have to break your wallet, but you should invest a good amount of money on a nice office chair. If, Save your backs. You know you only have no one back. Chairs. For the hot takes award. Don't get fucking gamer chair. People spend <laughs> people spend big money on mattresses. You're there a third of your life. If you're if you're gonna work forty hours a week from a chair and then kick it in the chair afterwards, baby, you gotta have you gotta, a nice chair. Yes, sir. You gotta have a nice chair, baby. All right. 100%. Well, that was very good advice. I sounds like chair. we have a sonorous, resounding agreement on that. <laughs> It's it's important yeah. to know that you could Quip stand. cares about you. He cares <laughs> about you and your body. Definitely one of the kindest people in the vapor sphere, right there. It's All never right. too late. What about standing, uh, Kevin uh, and Ronnie? Would uh, would y'all recommend just ditching the chair and just, or maybe one of those little bouncy balls, like? So I would not recommend going straight from sitting to a standing desk. I would get one that goes up and down, get an adjustable one. Because you will develop another set of problems if you go just like straight up, you know, like do a, a 180 and, and are standing for your entire workday. Oh, like, man. Well said. Speak from experience here. <laughs> the, the ball <laughs> comes highly down. recommended. People people say you change your life sitting on an ad ball. 
Okay. All right. I don't know. Yeah. You could wow. cycle that in. I I would say that that's that's good to like cycle in with standing and sitting in a nice chair with lumbar support. Damn. <laughs> this is all uh, I, this is good information. I'm, I hope everyone's taking notes right now. Ronnie, I, I have. I a, wonder. Oh, go ahead. I, I have a question for you, buddy. You are. <laughs> we did not get to talk very much about your career as a DJ when you were on oh, yes. hot oh. takes. By the way, right now, guys, Ronnie from Vapor Space, St. Louis. Vapor Space, St. Louis. Go play St. Louis. Come play St. Louis. Go slash come. Thankfully, I will be much closer to St. Louis here pretty soon, so I'm definitely going. Yeah, but let's talk about the. You were were asking about the DJ. Yeah, I want to know. There's been a couple times that Ronnie uh, busted out his setup and went live, and he did it. He did not do it enough. Uh, I want to know if you're the kind of guy who will readily give out track IDs if people ask. Oh, sure. I mean, and it, no, it's not a secret. can't be a secret. If you want to know Some DJs playing, won't do it. A lot well, of DJs won't do it. That's ridiculous. So, some DJs aren't working with 35-year-olds. Not 35, let's be honest. Aren't working with 20-year-old source material. And it's my pleasure to share this music and... Like, I, I, if if I'm playing something old, I'm gl- it's I'm glad it's it's getting played on loudspeakers again. You were a house glad- music DJ, and a lot of that like trancey, housey stuff is really coming back, full throttle. I, it's it's still good it after is. all, still still tasty after yeah, all these years, sure. still fresh. Why? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, I'm going to go take a quick bathroom break. Um, if you can hold down the fort real quick, Chris. But I just I wanted can. to say goodnight Absolutely. to Kevin. Thank you so much for being here tonight, man. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin thank you. Love you, buddy. I, I really, I want I want the Cursed Equip to come to St. Louis. I, it looks like Cursed Equip is not taking the stage as much lately. Now the DJ, <laughs> DJ Equip has, uh, has taken over the Cursed Equip form. But uh, both, yeah, right? we we want to have it all in St. Louis. The, uh, the outfit is trashed. I mean, it's been oh, like damn. watered up in the back of my closet. For oh two my! Years and the rivets are falling off, and it was never meant to last past the photo shoot. So, oh wow, you have a new iteration. Yeah, it'll it'll have to take some overhauling. But uh, what yeah, what you brought to the old. what you brought to the stage was special, and I can't wait to have it in St. Louis. Okay. Thank you, Ronnie. I hope to thank you someday. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Good night, right, Kevin. So, I will be right back, fellas. You need to use the bathroom. So, Ron, it's a pleasure to talk to you again, my friend. How are you holding up? Uh, you know, I, I'm one of those people who has no reason to complain other than the yeah. fact that, like, I can't I can't do what I got into Vaporwave to do, which was to make, make live shows happen on the ground, specifically make it happen in St. Louis, make St. Louis a destination yes. where everybody would be coming here by now that was well, I th- supposed to be happening i think that you now it's that you have done that that people very much know what you've done and you know when the time is right again it will be right again but i don't think anything has actually been erased at all i think it's just it's it's actually it's not a it's not the worst thing in the world you know, people get very upset about you know covid in the life and live events shutting down but at the end of the day it's never the worst thing for there to be a small interim period where people just long for it you know what i mean like rather than get exhausted of it It, you know a small break like this isn't the end of the world but how are you feeling about all about the breaks about about not being able to do this as much well it's there's a lot to unpack with that one question uh the the thing is is i see a lot of there's still stuff happening 
Like there's still yes. lots of stuff happening in St. Louis. There's still lots of stuff happening. I think in every city, even in the cities that are more locked down, uh, in mm-hmm. states that are more locked down, there's still a scene of people who have decided for whatever reason that that it's worth it to them to keep going out and to keep being out. And they're not exactly impressed by the stances, the responsible stances that, you know, people have been taking uh, because they, they want to party and they're going to party. And if you're not providing that party for them, it's like you're falling out of mind. So I'm, I'm sometimes a little concerned about losing ground uh, because it's not like, as much as I don't agree with it, it's not like shows have stopped. They continue to to rage on every weekend. Uh, some get called super spreader events. Uh, some get called out for you know requiring vaccine cards. Some get called out for not requiring vaccine is, is cards. That, you can't win. It's it's a tough don't require vaccine cards in St. Louis. Some places don't. Uh, it's the Midwest, bro. It, uh, it, yeah, that's a, it's it a really area they are operating in sometimes with that culture. Where th- there is, there are communities that are absolutely not allowing themselves to. They are ungovernable and they party, and some yeah. of it includes uh, an aspect of of the twenty something EDM scene in in St. Louis. There are other people who are like really trying hard to be responsible with the events that they're showing because they, they, they know people want to be there. Yeah. Uh, and so they're creating all these responsible and expensive, I think, uh, ways to make their scenes, their their parties be safer. Mm-hmm. Uh, while at the same time, it, not guaranteeing anyone any safety. Uh, and and sometimes it's, it's hard. It's and and they catch flack from the local scene for you know the exclusivity, or they catch flack from the local scene for creating an unsafe space. So what's it going to take for you to have to feel like it's it's safe for you to do something? That's a really good question. Uh, the I've had to cancel my last two parties, and I don't want to plan another one to cancel it. I really don't. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, it's it's sad to see that happen. I'm not starting plans. I'm not starting plans until I feel... I I don't know what it's going to take. It's going to take something that's completely different than what I've seen the last two years. We could have a worldwide dot wave 2.0. Well, I mean, you know... Not the um, same, but, you know... If, um, you know, if, if it gets to the point where, you know, we are... Where the variants stop coming up as frequently as they are and the outbreaks stop happening and you know maybe if it gets to the point where sometimes people do contract a version of the variant but it's it's not life-threatening like an endemic would that be something that you would consider coming back again i I feel like whenever i throw a party again i need to be able to throw that party and not have to check everyone's uh everyone's pandemic status I don't want that. I don't even want to check people's IDs. You know, it's like I don't I don't want to have anybody have to show me papers to be legitimate in our vaporwave party. I don't want that to happen. So so I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it to recede all the way to that point. And it will get there. And I don't know if it's going to take one year or two years or five years. But one day we're not going to have to go around and ask everybody where 
you are with your vaccination status right. or at no, least I mean, it won't yeah. it won't be Look. something that'll be my responsibility oh it'll, yeah it'll be See, something bigger yeah when we do terminally chill we have to do that and we have to be very specific with who comes in and who is not allowed in and uh it, it is difficult and yeah you're right like every time i used to do it, i'd be like well we'll have to cancel i'm just waiting to have to cancel the next one but it's not as difficult for me because it's not as much my responsibility as yours to do all this checking we have staff that does that you know right. what i mean we have people that log in and yada 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 like that i i understand that when you're doing your events it's this is all on you it's it's it, I, w <laughs> I want everybody who is able to throw a party successfully and safely to do it because I think that there are so many artists out there that desperately need to be performing in order for their careers to function correctly and the fact that in, in St. Louis it's too marginal for us mm. to be able to add on the extra expense at the door and you know it's like I really don't want to fight with anybody about anything <laughs> at the door. Like no, I don't want to fight anything. with you yeah. about. I don't want to fight with you about your what you think about the vaccine or what you think about masks. It's like I, I just want. I, that's not why I'm here. And when we were doing it, it didn't have anything to do with that. It was just about getting this awesome music out for people to to listen to. So it, it's more like for me, for what I'm. I hope that there are vaporwave shows in St. Louis that get thrown by people other than me between now and the time that I can get over, you know, my personal setbacks. Yes. Hello, Sound Market. Oh, guys, I had to, uh, uh, I had to manually move up, you into Market? the group, buddy. Oh, sorry. I, I it's okay. About it. <laughs> I think Sound Market should throw it without me. Uh, yeah, will. Sound Market Maybe is an will. incredibly intelligent individual that I would love to have. Uh, helping me throw a party, dude. I'm blushing. Um, do you want to? Um, do you want to hit us with <laughs> sure. a super hot rager of a take, Ronnie, so we can see what Paul Come thinks on, about Ronnie. that? Bring it on, Ron. Give me your highest I, take. I absolutely believe that, as I said a little earlier, that everything about this pandemic is going to be in the rearview mirror for all of us sitting here now. And when it's in the rearview mirror, and we are all ready to get back out into the live space, and I'm going to talk about the live space because that's what I care about. When we all get into that live space, Vaporwave needs more DJs. We literally need more people who are going to play an hour-long set that Hell features yeah, that features oh, yeah. in the neighborhood yeah. of 15 to 20 different artists that yes. people can hear. Yeah, you're not exactly. just playing, this is a retrospective of my career. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. instead yes, hearing yes, like, Ronnie, yes, this exactly. is Vaporwave. We need like actual Vaporwave parties as like a as like a format i agree more people doing like format not just like someone coming on and just and that's great you know doing like a, a performance but yeah actual djs that aren't even necessarily artists but just can dj vaporwave and can throw a dj for that's one of the hardest things sometimes to convey to be vaporwave people is the idea of a dance party like mm -hmm. they don't understand it sometimes right. i think is this like a show i'm like well it's not exactly a show this is a dance party it's like a four hour long party you could stop in stop out you don't have to watch the dj play the whole time and like clap for them every time they do anything like the it's about you the audience like you have your party you meet your friends have your drinks dance yada 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 and then you'll hear a bunch of artists from the scene yeah, what, what do you, you have to say to that, Paul? No, I think that's exactly right. Uh, I've done some shows where I've, you know, played just my stuff. Some shows yeah. where I've played 
vaporwave you oh, know yeah. hits you know the top 40 For of vaporwave sure. me, right me too. <laughs> me too. Like, and i make a distinction and I'll, yeah. I'll make a distinction between like this is the dance party or this is like a skeleton lipstick performance like i'll oh, make a yeah. distinction yeah you know anyway go it's ahead like it's almost like the difference between a set and a show you know that's like For the sure. easiest way to put For it sure. and we've had people we've worked with people who get that and people who don't so it's always interesting to you know have to try to group people in that sort of way or understand who's going to bring what kind of vibe to an event if you do invite people who don't get that concept, you know? Yeah, right. exactly. So, yeah. I think it's great to introduce people to that concept because I, honestly, sometimes like for like Terminally Chill, which is like I always specifically tell people this is a vaporwave dance party and like we have people come in and DJ. They're not only going to do their music, they're going to do a lot of stuff It's and it's going to keep like a, a general vibe throughout the night to the point where like you can walk into the party for like 20 minutes, then go outside, and then come back like an hour yeah, later. Man. You know, like you can walk, like, you know. But um, like a free you're right. I think it's event. like I think it's like hard to introduce some people to that concept. They're terminally chill. That's like the first dance party some people have even ever been to. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure for you guys it's the same thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you're doing like just the straight dance party stuff. Yeah, Absolutely, and and some of these events, you know, people go to these events and they, you know, that someone is having the night of their life. Oh, oh so, yeah. yeah! I love it. Yeah. We love to hear it. Exactly. I love it, Ronnie. Yeah. So, buddy, you guys must love it. I gotta, I gotta bid Ronnie. you adieu, Ronnie. Thank you so much for being Ronnie, a part of love this. Love you very much, buddy. Have Bye, fun, you, you sexy you, bitches. Oh Pizza. man, <laughs> can't, can't wait to get a big old bear hug from Ronnie once this is all behind us. My guy, my guy. That's yeah. that guy right there. Oh, absolutely. So, Soundmarker, yeah. you've been doing a lot of these shows with Ron for a long time. Do you feel like you learned a lot about you know the ins and outs of like doing shows <laughs> and doing parties and such? Yeah, you know, I could, I I went to school for like audio technology. Oh, I can kind tell. Of stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's no and, surprise. <laughs> so I appreciate that, and I learned a lot about the management side from Ron. Interesting. Ron is he's so good at talking to people. Oh yeah. He is so good at managing people's time and all that stuff. So I think being able to see that happen, you know, in person, has been a great opportunity for me. To grow in that side of my ability to put on any sort of you know good event interesting interesting yeah. definitely a duo like to end all duos right there chris i don't know how you do it by yourself man i really don't oh i don't do it by myself completely the thing about me is that i i have a club that i'm a resident at basically okay that's so true. i am in charge of promotion i'm in charge of talking to people but the venue is there and, and i don't have to do anything for it really <clears throat> mm. fair so that makes it easy. I, the sound system is there. I know the sound system is always really good there. Right. The lighting is there. I know I have someone there who's going to do lighting for the whole event and all that stuff. And plus, I have the Virtua 94 guys who are going to come and oh, set up that yeah, chat station. Oh, yeah, that's a great group of guys. With the, with the video games oh, yeah. and, and the video games and video art. And like just like having those guys mm-hmm. doing that, too, I don't have to do all the stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well said. I, and remote, that's how it should be. I mean... We need. To, yeah, we you need guys to have, have it a lot structure. harder than I. You guys have it a lot harder. <laughs> I mean, than going I out and playing like. virtual memory at Pacific Plaza. I mean, he has a, a tight core of people, and he'll be on the show later on. And they run oh, like yeah, a pretty well-oiled machine too. So yeah, I mean, for my thing, like I went out and I just, I eventually networked myself into getting a club. Uh, you know, I, a, I remember a, watching that unfold in real I time. I have a question, <laughs> so, Sound Market. I have a question. How do you guys get the venues that you get? Um, it, you know, Ron. And he knows a lot of people. He's he's super good at networking, and he has you know experience in the scene, like you talked to about earlier. You know, so he knows a few places that are owned by. And like the first place we ever did anything was 
a like cafe that was owned by one of his friends. Oh hell yeah! Oh, I remember that story. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that was and then like story. things just snowballed from there, and we just got wow. to you know have more connections with certain people, and that, that's also a very interesting thing to have been able to experience. I know? really hope that can be rekindled, man. So, so then let me. Ask oh yeah, you it will someone. be. I'm not even worried about Good. it. Good. <laughs> so, so do you see vaporwave as like a community, basically, or like what do you what what is vaporwave like for you? Yeah, actually, you know what I was gonna say. You guys were talking about the teams you have behind yeah. you as well. Vapor Space is like a, an, a venture by me and Ron, but there are some great people in the St. Louis like vapor community that just rock, like uh, yeah. Sam Sachs. Oh, dude, oh, yeah. is the the shit. That's my boy. That guy's right got there, some good dude. takes. Well. He's got some hot ones. He's got some rippers. <laughs> He's got some very hot ones. I'll give him ones. that. Yeah, but we got. Some, it's a great community. You know, I was in the first time I ever heard any vaporwave was Blank Banshee Zero, and I heard that like very shortly after it came out. So I right. spent a lot of my time with vaporwave just on the internet. Yes. And then once everything with St. Louis started happening, you know, it grew into this physical scene that was so, so different than just you know experiencing it all through the internet crazy well so Paul, I feel like I've we, seen are, both sides of it. we are calling in our next guest do you want to let us know what oh, your let's go. ripper for tonight is going to be <laughs> all right this one actually might be like an incredible ripper oh shit oh, uh, wow. so i think that 2814 you know birth of a new Ooh. day that is that is regaled as this like beautiful work in slush wave but i've never heard anyone say anything positive about any of the songs besides the first one and I think it's because it has that like is great it, little is piano it the hook in it. One? But no, that's the it's first the little first track. The first and second there. one are both usually pretty well lauded. That's for sure. But uh, I never. I think it's just because that little hook is so memorable. True. And I think a lot of Slush Wave has that problem where it's super good, but it just doesn't have that like kick Staying or punch power. or hook to it. That, yeah. yeah. That's why I, mean, I think that's why Birth of a New Day is so influential because of that little piano part that just draws this, you in. This man's hypnotized. hot take was 2814 kind of mid. Honestly, our next guest, who is still muted, you can unmute yourself, Will. Will Wade, honestly, will oh, probably Will's agree here. with you. But I don't want to cut you short. Um, do you want to rip on any others? <laughs> I, could, I could spend sort of day. agree with that. Will is oh. one of my favorite what? people to talk to about music oh. that's not vaporwave related. Um, Will Will's got just fascinating perspectives on all kinds of different music and, and music and on music in general, in my opinion. I agree. I I, uh, yeah. I re-listened to F sharp, A sharp, Infinity the other night when I was extremely inebriated, and it really made <laughs> me wish that I was doing that with Will Wade. Will, uh, yeah, but um, hold on. What, what, what were we talking about? We were talking about <laughs> Earth of a New Day. Which I no, actually I, like, but I was a little late to the game. Oh, I no, like it. Right. It's, I, it's I, good. I never, oh, I've actually never heard it still yet, oh, well. to tell you the truth. I mean, oh, wow. Um, and I definitely album. like a bunch of things by Telepath and by HKE, and I, I've actually never listened to that album. But um, oh, wow. it's one of those things where I'm like, I'll listen to it eventually. It's a more radio-friendly so, Telepath. No, I mean, now that it's so well-known, it's like I didn't listen to it when it first came out, and then a year later I didn't listen to it, and now we're like several years out, and I'm like, well, now everybody's <laughs> like heard it, and they talk, about it's it. okay. they talk about it all the time, <laughs> so I don't know if I want to listen to it right now, I, maybe in a few more years. But I'm sure it's a good album, and um, I like the other work by the artists involved in it, so one day. But anyway, interesting take, my friend. I, I, I like that a that's, lot. So that's a good one. Will, what do you think about it? What do you think about what Paul had to say? Birth of a New Day being bad. 
and like punk like you always keep going back to dr chris like punk is i do always go back is like has gone over so many changes over so many years that like and you can still call it all punk you know true so like i think that everyone's always gonna have something different to say even if you're directly ripping something off like it's going to be different. Well, you guys are, you and uh, Nathan have like a great approach. You guys sample source material yeah. that nobody samples. Fucking 90s R&B. The, um, so, uh, what's her name? Something Saeed, Samira Saeed. Um, yeah. You guys constantly take it in a completely off the wall left field direction. So I think your perspective is, is well earned. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, I just like listening to different kinds of music. You know, and <laughs> yeah. I, I like <laughs> I, I loved yeah. when I have to tell, tell a real quick story of when I first do. started listening to Vaporwave. Um, I deadass thought I, I was really into Cats Corp and I was messaging Jorn all the time on, on Facebook. Mm. And I thought that he like MIDI, like made all that shit with MIDI. Like I didn't I even know he was saying that one time. Yeah, and, and yeah, so I like hit him up and I was like, what? How do you make this? Like, and he's like, ah, oh, like samples, and I'm like, damn, <laughs> it just changed my whole world. So you know, like, I kind of forgot where I was going with that. But <laughs> what were we talking about before that? Well, we were talking about uh, sampling. I had a similar. Ex- I mean, I had that. I think a lot of us had that similar experience when we oh, listened yeah. to Wash. We listened to Washed Out for the first time, and then realized oh, that. Oh man. The, uh, yeah, like that was a sample. Yeah, like all around was a sample. Like it's just yeah. it was, at the time that shit was stuff that I hadn't heard before, and then mm-hmm. over time that Cat's Corp stuff like would be like on, the only shit I would hear. Right, and so yeah. I was just like, you know, like I I want to hear new stuff. I want to be like introduced to new stuff, and I loved the like blurred lines between what is sampled and what is added in. I love that oh, too. Yeah, some I, of the I, best my late thing. chill wave, like Dreams West and stuff, would do that all the time. Yeah, like people ask me sometimes, like if I like made something or if I did something in that. Like, there's like a beat that'll come in in a song, like, and like usually no, usually like all I click shit is like a hundred percent sample. Right. But now yeah. we're starting to move more towards adding stuff in. Well, you play in live bands like Cucks, Gallstones. I mean, you even have your own yeah. solo work. Like, you're very well versed in actual instrumentation. Yeah, I love um, I love playing music. Just uh, like the the way I make music, it has to be live most most of the time. Like, even when mm-hmm. I say that's why you guys stuff, play live so often. Yeah, like that. I feel like I don't have enough knowledge technically and any music theory knowledge to like craft something meticulously oh, i'd rather sample like, stuff so you play your samples like you're like playing the samples like an instrument when you make your music yeah that's what i like to do i like to i like to start at the beginning and then like just kind of move through the song you know like and like, like this is the next part yeah and then it, sometimes the song will even just be playing and I'll be like chopping stuff kind of blindly and moving it. Oh, wow, into that's it. interesting. So, like, I can hear what that sounds like. Or sometimes Very I'll just take approach. a random chop without ever listening to it and put it in, and see, like, what that weird sh- shit will sound like. Looks like Golden Living Room sneaked in. What's going on, Golden Living Room? Oh, Go ahead and unmute yourself. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can yes. hear you. Great. How are you? Oh, uh, that was a 
That was an accident. I clicked on it. I was like, oh shit. No, you're good. You're you're invited. You're the only person I haven't had to ping. Joel is Joel is the the next guest. Yes. Joel is the next guest. So Will, do you want to you want to give us give us your hottest take of the night, hotter than everybody else's? Ah, damn. Like I've been trying really hard to think of a hot take. Um, I feel so bad. I told everybody how hot take ready. (laughs) My hottest take. I probably won't um, piss anyone off or anything or be hotter than anyone else's, but I just think that Bandcamp needs to do a way better job um, of like making itself like a respectable streaming service. More searchable for sure. Like, I want to be able to send like a Bandcamp link to a normie and they don't go, yeah. like, what the hell is yeah, this? Yeah, no and shit, they, right? Yeah. Just give it to like, me why, on Spotify. Like, SoundCloud yeah. sucks so much shit. Right? I hate yes. SoundCloud, like, with a fervent passion. And still, like, everyone knows SoundCloud. Like, why isn't fucking Bandcamp on it? Bandcamp, I should be able to look through my artists. I should be able to look through the albums. I should be able to make a playlist if I want to. I barely make playlists, but I should be able to do that. Like, you know, there should be, like, radios uh, and, and playlists they make. Yeah, like genius playlists. There's so many they- people uploading shit to Bandcamp because it's free. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't they take advantage of that? Like, you know, like, and it's like right here. Do. Be better. They like almost like aggressively don't do that. I swear True. to God, it's so annoying. Well, it's also like you you have an album. My parent, like my my family, will always be like, "Oh, I heard you're releasing music. Can we listen to your music?" And I like shoot out a Bandcamp link, and it's like a buzzkill almost. I feel like, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. That's just how I kind of perceive it. Whenever I'm trying to share it with somebody who's not kind of like savvy on how to release music on the internet or something, you know what I mean? Well said. They're like, is it on the YouTube? It's like, no, I have it on, I have it on Bandcamp. Well, what's a Bandcamp? Okay, so yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, like Bandcamp. It's just it could yeah. be so. Like, you have to pay. To get your shit onto like Spotify and all these shits, and who literally like steal your money and don't give you anything. And, like, you got seventy three cents from Bandcamp, right? Yeah, like Bandcamp. At least you get actual money from it. Like they could still do the like listen to it five times or whatever, and then you have to pay. Yeah, thing. Time to open that. But wallet. just restructure it to like, you know, like no ads, no bullshit. Like that's yeah. ching, another one dollar. Bandcamp is for the proletariat. You know? Sorry. Yeah. Well, yes, sir, you are correct. It is. We have the means of production. We just need to make them better. Yeah, true. They always... Uh, do y'all ever Sounds get like emails Joel like, Bandcamp, like, we're hiring. We're, we're hiring this person, you know? Like, Bandcamp's Good. always, like, hiring. And they always, like, send out, like, a little email. I don't know if anyone else gets that. But I always, like, click on it. I don't have any experience, and I can't relocate to wherever the fuck they're at. But like, I'm like, I want to work there because I'd be like, yo, like, what are we doing here? Like, right. You're going to roll up your sleeves and be like, all right, guys, get your shit together. No shit. Yeah. Well, Joel, I thought of a really... sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Well, go ahead. I was just going to say, I thought of a really quick hot take. Yeah. Um, let's hear it. We okay. uh, birth of a new day earlier. And it's um, <laughs> that surfing deep fantasy album is terrible. Damn! Oh, no. Ouch! Wow! Ouch. Oh, Talk about a crossover album. 
<laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's kiss Will Wade I, goodbye. I, 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 that was so I hot. Love you, Will. That was a good. I love you too, to Will. Leave on my friend. Wow. <laughs> love you, Will. You're the best, but you're crazy, you, buddy. Have a good night. You're crazy, but I love you. Yeah. I need to know what I'm you think a, about. I'm, uh, I'm, I saw your I'm replies in the text about birth of a new day, Joel. Apparently, you're a little bit of a fan. Yeah, I am. Um, I, well, I like I mean, too. I mean. Oh, I listen. I I love both. I Chris love is tired of hearing about it. Involved in it. I just haven't listened to the album. I have never listened to it yet. That's the only reason I'm like I don't know. I don't have much well, to say. I've had it from the the get go, and yeah, I, I know I'm listening to it a long, a long, long time. But the thing is, is I got the CD like the very first oh, release yeah, of CD of it. physical release that came out, and I got the CD, and I've been using that. As, for any of you who have kids, trust me. Is, oh, wow. you put that shit on in the car those kids will go to sleep they will and it works oh. like a charm to the point like Amazing. my wife is like you got you got the magic cd is what she calls the it magic the magic cd, CD. oh my god does your spouse like will, vaporwave oh. or does she have any thoughts uh, no, on it at all no not at all she doesn't she, like it oh she my god like no. it? does she like your music though uh she she likes she likes my attention focused on the family I see. Let's yeah. just say she, she doesn't she doesn't dislike my music, but she would rather my attention be focused on the kids. Let's put it that way. I'm I sure mean, that's, that that's... she still loves that you're passionate about this stuff. Sure. And she encouraged see that she's a silent Yeah, she's like a silent um, support system where she will continuously support me, but she's not gonna be like Oh, I love your music, but she's just gonna constantly be there as like a foundation a for me one. whenever I need like I need yeah. to buy, you know, a new synthesizer and she'll give me hell about it and then let me get it. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> you still got it. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious, dude. Phenomenal. Hey, I have a question, Joel. What's vaporwave to you? Uh, man, I'm gonna steal I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna bounce off of what Kevin was saying, how it's a a feeling. Interesting. It's a feeling. It is. Your music is very like world building as well. When you went into great detail about the golden living room and and that that feeling of bygone days and and the sun hitting at just the the right angle. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love your description of uh, of where the name came from on on the episode you're on. Also, it's really funny because like, you know, golden living room music is world building, but it's like the building of a feeling like the, the it's like a world of feelings. It's very interesting. It's not exactly tangible most of the time. Right, and it's not organized most of the time. And when I do organize it, it's like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it definitely sort of like a, like a like a soundtrack to the to the subconscious uh, to my subconscious mind or something. And like whatever kind of like flows out in a I don't know, sort of like self hypnotizing when you're making it or when I'm making it. Do you um, have a Do you have like a favorite? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you have like You're a good. favorite like movie or like video or like something that you would like consider your music to be kind of like a soundtrack to? Uh, I'm I'm like big into Carlos Castaneda. Um, that's something I'm. Uh, I really like Philip K. Dick as well. Oh uh, but, yeah, I'm like yeah. Uh, the author Carlos Castaneda who who uh, wrote about like um, sorcery and, and shit and like really interested into that kind of stuff. Um, and I've there are a couple of my albums actually. I've, Many of my albums, uh, the titles oh, wait, of the songs. Carlos are... Castaneda isn't he the guy who did um, the the teachings of, of Don, Don Juan, Juan, right? Yeah, yeah uh-huh. that's like his big. He goes to Mexico and he finds like the the 
sort of the shaman, the sagacious, yeah, the sagacious teacher who wanders. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting character, Chris. He really, Chris. Do you mind turning yourself up just a little bit on your end? Are you able to do that? Sorry, I I don't mean to like halt the the vibe, but like you're you're. I've got you all the way up down here, and you're still kind of quiet. Really? Um, How about that? Is that better? That is a lot better. Thanks, buddy. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, Carlos Castaneda. I could totally see that influence in your music. Um, yeah, I, I, I took me a moment to play some, but yeah, I'm very familiar with uh, with that book at least. Especially like the okay, like the imagine like the 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 this music that's playing when you wake up from a, a dream in your head. That's not you can't like you can't focus on it, but it's there. Right. That's kind yeah. of like <clears throat> another thing that I try to reach. That I don't Literal exactly do intentionally. Yeah, it kind of just like it's there, and it's like portraying the feeling at the moment. Uh, I love like, those feelings. They can be unsettling, yeah. but they're also very beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and then like whatever sort of like sound effects that are going on in the background. Sometimes I'll do like bubbles or like pops or plops or these kind of like. It's almost like a second of like, of like being aware, and then it like drops back into like the background. Um, kind of oh wow very intricate kind of reminds me of like yeah. micro glitch music yeah it was uh like the the latest album i made with bathroom plants was sort of like the farthest from my original style that i've done but somehow still ends up sounding like my other music <laughs> i don't know how that works oh, wow <laughs> Man, people were really crazy, crazy about that album way. in the chat during your episode some very very big fans oh, it's of that great song. album Oh, I'm glad, man. I was afraid that album, I put everything that I had into that album and man, that, I mean, I, I, I know I'm, my, my music is popular from like welcome home and new nostalgia and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But if people want an accurate representation of like where my music is like, well, was in, in 2020, that's pretty much it. That was pretty much quarantine music. Damn. Um, and having going from having like no time at all to having like so much time like yeah. you know working 12 being gone from home like 13 hours a day to all of a sudden being home like all day long yeah <laughs> so for better a lot or for more worse, time. it was a weird time yeah for sure well we're uh, sure. we're waiting on the next guest to jump in i just sent him a dm but uh why don't you let your hot take for the night rip Um, I think Birth of a New... Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody clipped I think that. Echo Jams... Chuck Person's Echo Jams is, like, not that good. I think it's overrated. Wow, we got some hot ones tonight. Oh. Wow. Damn. I'm not just wow. trying to, like... And I'm not just trying to, like, piggyback off of, like, what's really popular. Well, we've all been doing... Like, yeah, yeah. But I was thinking about that earlier because... Okay. Yes, it was super influential. And in my opinion, it stemmed you know internet club and and vectroid or you know the vectroid echo jams yeah um early amount of work and yeah exactly and then lots of us lots of us yeah and so uh but when i when i go and listen to those echo jams myself they just don't quite hit the spot like laser disvision they they are a little hard to listen to but man b7 with the fucking woman in chains echo jam is just just a tearjerker man Everybody say hi yeah. to Alex. We got Mesh in the house. We got Mesh here. What's up, Alex? Is he... 
Oh I man! Gonna... I hope his audio is working. I see. I see his icon. Oh. Oh, he, he's gone. He, he left, and he'll probably jump. What's uh, up, buddy? He's back. I'm not getting any audio. Mesh, always the that technical sucks. issues with our buddy Alex. Yeah. Hey, um, you know what to do. Oh wait, oh, wait. something's happening here. Oh, he just muted himself. Or uh, <laughs> what are they called? Deadened, deafened. Anything? Anything? I don't think I have him muted. The little gear. Damn. Click on user settings. Yeah. Um. Maybe. Uh. I mean, I know you know how to troubleshoot. Maybe reboot your Discord. Oh, that sucks. Wait, are you? Um, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and, and uh, cut you off, though, Joel. You were going on. Oh, yeah, but you know, at the same time, like, like I was telling you guys on the last um, podcast, like, mm-hmm. I came, I came to Vaporwave a lot differently than a lot of people did. Yes, um, true. Like you, like you guys had, you know, you were talking about Neon Indian and some other, uh, and early, and then OPN, like. Yeah, I don't know what Chuck. I know Chuck Person's Echo Jams came out in 2010, right? Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes. like, what about those other? I can't. I, I don't know the the complete timeline. Um, but like, I didn't. I wasn't exposed. To, actually, I didn't even listen to Echo Jams until after I had heard, uh, you know, Macintosh Plus and oh wow, and Laser you came into and, it a little on the later side, huh? Yeah, I did. So maybe it was because I was already used to the Ramona like flavor of Echo Jam that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like she sort of like hits the sweet spot for me at least. Like, yeah. you know, every every track can be. You, that's why so many people like resample something because you can echo jam like so many different things. Like, I, I took um, the um, I only have eyes for you. You know, cause oh, I only have. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I took that and like reworked the original. I can't even think of the name of the track now because it's like I know tired, which one you're talking about. The one, Christ, the original did a one, the one that, that too. Yeah, the one, you talking about the song from uh, Replica right now? No, I'm talking about the one that well, it's on Macintosh Plus. I can't oh, that. that yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought we were on Floral Shop. I mean, uh, oh yes, yes, yes. I thought we were talking about OPN again for some reason. No, but that that like that Echo Jam in particular. Yes. But, like I had gone and like reworked other parts of the song and like found my own Echo Jam. Like within that song, but didn't use that. I've only have eyes for you, just because I felt like that was like a sacred sample that I couldn't touch. And yeah. then I, and then tu, um, Tuwa came to Wichita. Oh, Tuwa! Tuwa yeah. is supposed to be here in the chat right Tuwa now. Was such Where is that? Where is that guy? Like, I saw oh, Tuwa is the Tuwa is a way OG. That, that yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize the homie. it. Love, love him by the way. That guy's the homie. That came guy to Wichita with me. With his then girlfriend. And oh, really? Oh, no like, shit. Like, dropping through, and we, like, played a gig. It was, like, in 2014. We played a gig at, like, my local coffee house. There was, like, no one there. And oh, that's so fun. You played a gig? You and Tua played a gig together? Yeah, it's actually, I put oh, it up on SoundCloud. Like, like uh, no Will Wade was saying, oh, that's too sick. I gotta go back and listen to that. That's so fun. I'll have to I'll have to put the link out there, but it's uh, but I, what I was getting at was I, I sampled that I only have eyes for you track and um, I, I put like my my Echo Jam part of it, but then like at the perfect yeah. time I put in the Macintosh Plus Floral Shop. Nice. Oh, no I've only got eyes for you part, uh, and it was like I gotta hear this. the one time I've timed a sample like perfectly. Like most of the time I suck. Such a good feeling. Terrible at using the 404. Uh, uh-huh. I'm so bad. 
Honestly, dude, it's the same on DJ decks. Like, hitting it at just the right time is so hard. Like, I know they have beat grids and stuff for a reason and, and quantize, but, like, Jesus God, it's hard. I would need, like, DJ lessons. I, I would I wouldn't know what to do at all. Like, just watching oh. you guys... You watching you guys this. do your thing, like, I don't know. I can create some weird, dreamy environments about the subconscious, but when it comes to, like, throwing a... Throwing a party, party, you know what I mean? <laughs> Getting people hyped and like reading the I, room. I mean, I only learned to DJ so I could do the vaporwave party. Like, I I never intended to be a DJ. I was gonna just, you know, I, I'm a producer first and foremost. I consider myself a producer slash artist first. But I wanted to bring people together. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought you'd been doing it for a while because you were so no. like confident when you were doing it. I just I wanted to bring people together. You know, like church. But yeah, you know, yeah, why. devotional. <laughs> well, you know, just like you know, church is a place where people gather together that don't sure. see each other all the time, and then they like hang out and say hi and yada yada yada. And you see people you don't always see all the time. And I thought it'd be a nice way to un- un- unify people through art and music and dancing and having fun. True. Yeah, for sure. Man, I am having the hardest time getting Alex's audio. What's going work. on with Mesh? I don't know, man. <laughs> he he says he's in here, but. I don't know. I'm not getting any audio from him. That that really sucks. Um, I worked with Mesh a couple of, a couple of different Yeah, I, I purposely had you guys overlap, not just because you're... Actually, I thought Mesh was in uh, Central Time. I didn't realize he was in Eastern Time. Yeah, Poor yeah. guy. I hope he didn't stay up super late just for this to not work. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, I, th- I think he might be... I think he might reboot his rig. Maybe... I don't know. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have the next guest jump in here in a couple I'll be minutes. The next guest on for now, and then we'll have Mesh reboot the rig and Maybe. just make sure it's not anything on our end. Yeah, the next guest can over that, and we'll have Mesh yeah. come in. We don't. Sure. I don't want to bump everybody back, but uh, if he wants to hang out, maybe we'll have him overlap with uh, our next guest. Whenever Mesh can get sure. his stuff together, we'll bring him in as the next guest. Let's do that. Um, so we're gonna keep you do you around. Want to for... Talk to our dear friend Alex. Yeah. Um, we're gonna keep you around for just a couple more minutes. Um. Joel, so that uh, okay. everything is just kind of still on the schedule. Um, sure. I can't remember which guest it was. I think it was it was either Christ or it was Tech. And then they asked somebody asked them what their favorite YouTube video is. What is your favorite YouTube video? I'll tell you what my what YouTube video I hate. Oh shit! No, no, no. Okay, okay. okay here we go. I hate. Ooh, this is this might be a good hot take. Why the fuck do YouTubers scream into the microphone all the time? Oh, oh man. gosh, I don't know. I and you know too. what? It's rubbing off on the on the kids at school that watch, you know, whatever, maybe Minecraft YouTube or whatever. Oh, and you know I have that. a couple of boys in each class of my fifth graders that will do this high pitched screech just just to be fucking annoying. And I'm just <laughs> and I know that they're getting that shit subconsciously from those YouTubers that scream into their microphone. As I'm like gradually getting closer to my microphone and getting more and more angry and screaming uh-huh. into my microphone. No, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, man, anyway. I, uh, I, I'm I super out of the loop when it comes to a lot of the, um, the YouTube content. But uh, I also appreciate when somebody can send me something that's particularly humorous. I feel like Christ is particularly good at that oh, yeah. sort of thing oh yeah he's very yeah, good at that but like the only reason why i'm somewhat aware of what's happening is because my boys are like watch youtubers like dream and preston plays and some of these other minecraft youtubers um and some of them are just they just talk 
so much and play and my son like he'll like mimic that and like oh man he'll be playing minecraft and like trying to tell me and talk and and we'll be like uh can we tell youtube sam to to like step aside for a second we want to talk to sam and now we don't want to talk to youtuber sam because he starts getting into that like youtube he's like mimicking the youtubers so i think that's what's happening with a lot of the the kids that's that they're they're like emulating some of those things some of them might be really good you know they're learning like multimedia skills but True. they're also learning like dumb ways of holding people's attention, like screaming into the microphone. Dumb ways like, of holding people's attention. Other ways. <laughs> Interesting. Sorry. No, it's good. We got point. Angel. We got Angel. Angel just joined us. Rest in peace. What's up, Angel? That's what you think. <laughs> I, I've I've been proven correct. Um, you wanna um, you wanna comment on uh, the uh, allegation that Chuck Person's Echo Jams is potentially overrated um yeah i'll comment on that um i think it's pretty sick uh definitely has overrated overrated uh i don't know no i think it's really good um (laughs) yeah i don't i don't (laughs) think so well no it depends on what people are really saying about it like what what would be an overrated rating True. I guess it I mean, depends on where you were in your journey when you heard yeah. it. That's you know? what it is. It's because it, 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 it was because it was after the fact. Fair. It was because I had, this, I had found, you know, the, 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 the echo jams that hit me harder than, I guess, mm. I, it would have hit me had I heard it in 2010. It, it probably would have, sh- it probably, I probably have the same view of it than you, as you guys do, but. I don't remember when I first heard it, but it was pretty early on. It was probably within the first year, maybe two. But I, at the time, I was mostly listening to like noise music and True. like sound collage, really weird experimental stuff. Right. Um, and I was also just really into like the whole C punk thing at the same time. Shut so up. coming from this like sound collage, abstract, experimental zone, and mm. like the whole C punk thing and the aesthetic. Um, bringing Farside Virtual into my life that it was like perfect because it was like yeah. kind of both like it wasn't really noise but it was like just lots of like sound effects like popping out of nowhere um, it really hit the spot it was it was exactly what I needed at the time I would in say the chat, we were talking about James Ferraro just now apparently he just put out an album on Christmas but oh, no way. Uh, uh, we were talking about I was talking about how like in some of those albums those uh, albums he didn't like quantize uh, what he was doing, like <laughs> yeah. virtual is one of those. And sometimes I think that works really well because it like shows the humanness of the music, even though it's like he was trying to go for a, you know, like kind of the opposite of that. It seems like the concept was. But then you have something like, uh, oh shit, what's the one that I, I and I, they were just talking about it in the chat, but the one where nobody got their tapes and it came out in 2016. It was a bit controversial. Isn't that like oh, pretty much all of the things he releases? I mean, yeah, he's, he's, got a bit he's, of a, he's very well known for being like, like a mail order jackass. Um, yeah. There's God so damn. many people, the hot so ones. many people haven't gotten their stuff from him. Like he's a well, he's jackass. accused of being a scam artist on the regular. Yeah, I've never ordered anything from him, so I don't know. Yeah, I got my tape. What was that one? It's the Amazon sign. It's got the Amazon guy yeah, smiling. Uh, yeah. human, literally a vaporware tape. Oh. Human story, something. Human story, yeah. 
Yeah, I but love no, that Hasn't album. been the only time when he was doing like super, super, super lo-fi stuff. Yeah, like that kind of shit was happening, and people that he has worked with on music was doing that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, it pop. wasn't at all uncommon in the uh, like underground like tape scene or whatever. There were so That's many like DIY ripoff shit. labels. Right. That's a shame. I don't. I don't know if we'll ever really know the truth of like mm. what really happened with all that stuff. Like, I don't know if it was like intentional, whether he just got lazy, whether he like ran into money trouble and just avoided his problems, or whether it was mm. like all planned. I don't know. In some ways, I would say that beer on yeah, the rug was one right of those there. ripoff labels that that uh, that kind of was in, inspired by the the, the lo-fi sort of th- scene. Chris, and then they I did just not got... expect this episode to be so spicy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, that's what I think. And you know what? It was because of Macintosh Plus and Laser Disc Visions that Shout Beer on the Rogue blew up. Now, a ton of that other music on Beer on the Rogue is really great, but I'm yeah. also biased because I'm friends with those guys and, you know, they sort of, like, raised me as a musician. Fair. So, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they were just trying to do what was kind of cool. I remember Josh That's from stupid. there. That's stupid. That's <laughs> stupid. Right. I love it, Angel. I love it. I... This I didn't so realize fun. it was going to be this this Damn, spicy. I'm sorry. You know what? It's okay. Oh no! I, and, you, you jumped right into the soup. Apparently, Joel, yeah. we're going to go ahead and, and let you go for the night. Right, rip all the labels. I I can get really really fired up about about um, scammy rip off labels. I mean, I've just no, been burned good. so many times. I just have. Yeah. Zero tolerance. Happened with beer on the And so much of the time, though, so much of the time, it's like people get really excited about releasing something. um, And it's like the ideas and the plans uh, that are, that give them the high. And then when it comes to actually fulfilling responsibilities, um, they'll just kind of like avoid them or just like disappear and just like stop answering emails and just pretend it didn't happen. That's a tough thing sometimes with with a. That's a tough thing sometimes with certain artists is that, you know, I think a lot of artists get very excited about the idea of being a part of something, of doing something. And then when it comes to the starting a label. Yes. Uh, I'm sure. Has had three or four releases come out, but not really come out on labels. I mean, you have a lot. You you probably have more experience with labels than anybody else with MySpring. You know, you've been on uh, dozens, I think, of labels at this point. So yeah, you would would have a very interesting perspective on this. Yeah, I don't work with any label that isn't um, established, put out a bunch of releases, and has a good rapport anymore. I have new labels come to me um, fairly regularly and be like, I'm starting a label and we would love to have you on it. And I'm just kind of like, you gotta prove yourself. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be like a jerk, but like, I got to see that you're willing to actually mail stuff to people like within a month or two even before I'll before I'll mess with you. Everybody say goodnight to Joel. Thanks right. for Hi, Joel. thanks for coming Thank in for the long haul. Good night, Thank you guys man. for having me. Yeah, and uh yeah. God bless. Much love. <laughs> love you buddy. I'll talk to you love soon. You Bye. You are you are Bye-bye. 100% correct, Angel. I I personally am not a collector of physical media, but I've heard the horror stories. Me neither. I can't imagine. Really? I, I want to stop for one second. Are we going to try and get Mesh back on? Yes, maybe can I we like have, he's going to reset his rig. Have him reset him. his rig. He's sending me DMs. Right we, now. We're not getting any sound right now. Uh, but we, uh, you. Well, anyway, we're, we're going to keep working on getting Ma- getting Mesh on because we love Alex and we want to get Alex on here if we can. Yes, but we anyway, do. yeah, I don't know what yes, I need too. to do to get his his audio to work other than like stopping the stream. Um, was it not uh, even coming through, or was it all like busted up? Uh, he says when he jumps in, it just immediately mutes. 
What um, the hell? Yeah. That's the weirdest we'll problem. Figure, I am very bad with this troubleshooting type stuff, so y'all are the audio anyway, like engineer people. I wanna I definitely wanna talk to to uh to angel a little bit more first of all uh that fanny pack is amazing and <laughs> i love it so much thank you for sending it to me You're it's, I, and i didn't even know that when i opened it up there was gonna have like a picture of you right in the center i know like, oh, isn't that a... funny it's so fun it was such a fun surprise i love how vibrant it is it's great i i wore it the last about that, I was at. but but uh, the, the label i work with those guys are so fun and funny and they yeah. just thought it would be Funny if when everybody opened up, my face was right there. I didn't know that was going to happen. Are you serious? Oh, I've got to see this. (laughs) It's great. Um, So, you know, we were just talking about a very interesting subject, which was that, you know, you have worked with a lot of different labels. And um, yeah, do you, what do you find is like when you work with a label, like what is, what is the most important thing that you think that people should be doing who run the label? Oh, um, I have a really hard time like picking like favorites or like number one things or whatever because there's, well, there's, there's so many thing, different man. things what's um, an important thing then? just not a most important uh, just a important thing oh uh, well i think because i've gotten burned so many times by labels that don't um that aren't like committed to like actually shipping stuff <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's yes, like I, it just it, nobody really understands what it's like to get a bunch of orders and have to pack packages and then print labels and then go to the yeah. post office and do that on a regular basis um and when people learn what kind of responsibility that is uh, a lot of them just don't make it and i ran a label yeah. for a couple yeah. of years and i was like making tapes and stuff like that and i hated that and i slapped on that shit after a while and i stopped doing the label because i was just so tired of dealing with mail order so like yeah so you just have to be like good with that like i don't care if people don't get their stuff for like a couple weeks it's understandable we all have you know full-time jobs and you know we're either dubbing the tapes in our basement or we're just like doing everything ourselves we don't have some big operation going so it's okay to like be a little lax but um yeah i just um you you need to be able to deal with the mail order because everything else is just fun the art is fun and the band camp's fun and the twitter is fun and all that kind of stuff but it's actually hard work so yeah i I I don't know i don't know how john does it I don't know how John does it. I mean, uh, with who's John? What John? Oh, so belly Christ, business oh, yeah. casual. Yeah, no, that sounds. Yeah, it's like, you know, we look at these labels and and the stuff that they release and the artwork and their aesthetic and their their personality and stuff, and we just don't realize that like half of what they are doing, maybe even more than half, is just like kind of grueling shit. Mm. Yeah, no way. Uh, like well, a lot I of mean, busy work, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I mean, a ton you, of it. You, you know a little bit about you know fulfilling things and busy work and you know your job you know with your mastering and the production that you do for so many other people. Like mm-hmm. you know you know what it's like to have to have a discipline to get something done on time and to do it right and it's grueling. I imagine to have to do it. Well, as much as you do. it's well. It here's fun? the thing, though. Fun? I I love doing what I do. There's not as much grueling work, and I'm really privileged and blessed to be doing what I'm doing. I would say that m- making up invoices is mm. like really annoying, <laughs> and no, but that's no, like yeah. only a small bit of what I do. Especially like, I mean, the invoices, the, those are the things that bring in, in the cash. That's what 
yeah. that's what someone sends their money to but sure. like complicated projects can be um you know making up the invoices can be kind of annoying but that's really the only thing i have to complain about maybe like all the emails there's a lot of emails going back and forth all day i probably spend a good third of my day in in really? the inbox actually oh, damn. wow um but like all of the tasks involved with doing the work all of the all of the knob twisting yeah. and the and the listening and all that like it's just like pure heaven for me so wow writing yeah. a label really is really inspiring way, to hear you really inspiring to hear you that wow yeah, well we've I'm got sitting uh, here Lunitas in the chat packages. everybody say hi to Lunitas. you can go ahead and unmute yourself buddy hi i'm here hello hello um angel i don't mean to change the subject like abruptly but you had uh something that you said earlier you want to run that hot take back for us real quick oh shit what did i say i don't remember you know what? what I, I've been in, I've been intently listening. That I uh, let's see. You said what did you say? <laughs> I've been trying to concentrate on getting mesh to we be able to jump in. Spicy. I was being. Oh, I was talking shit on James Ferrara. I think. Oh right? shit! You were talking oh, no. about unfulfilled orders. People needing to be able. to... Oh yeah, unfulfilled orders. Yeah. 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 I was talking about that. Lunitas. So have, what? So you, you need me to, to you need me to um, repeat that so we can see what Lunitas, let's, Lunitas yeah, has to there say you about go. it. There you go. Okay, but but aren't you? I mean, you're. Are you releasing music, or are you just still sticking to art? You're not fulfilling people's orders or anything, right? Like Correct. shipping I, I, merchandise. Why don't Correct. we talk about art for a second? You have a lot of experience with ordering things from DIY labels and like never getting it or anything like that. Does that happen uh, to you? Only once with a label that, of course, I'm not going to name, but. Oh yes, man, I, we're naming labels over here. A respectable man. Uh, <laughs> respectable that, person. Thank you for that. From all the other labels I've ordered, I've happily received my packages. So the one that you didn't receive your stuff from, were they uh, a label that was known to be like sketchy with people's money and, and their orders and stuff like that, or do you think it was just like a freak thing that happened, like an accident? No, it was actually an order, I mean, a, a label that had, was known for it being sketchy and I took a chance because I thought, you know, why not? The, the link right. is there, I can just do it. Yeah. And, you know, my package never came and I contacted yeah. the label and nothing, yeah. nothing happened. Ouch. Well, I mean, you got to take risks sometimes, right? At the end right. of the day, yeah. I mean, you're an artist. I'm, I'm not excusing the behavior. Let's let's don't get it twisted, <laughs> no, y'all. No, I know. I'm just saying. I mean, you got to give everybody a chance. Just physical media, so yeah, that's the the yeah. I have peril. like I have some tape shelves of tapes, um, specifically so I can look at the spines because they decorate my house. Otherwise, I don't even bother anymore. I'm just a MP3 kind of person. Well, Angel, think, uh, yeah, I think I, I think the thing about tapes and oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I was just gonna say I can relate on a spiritual level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the thing that we always say about the physical media is that it's a uh, it's a functional art piece, right? So, Indeed. you oh, know, yeah. you, I, I mean, you buy it for for that, right? You buy it for this like interesting, you know, connection between you and the artist, I guess. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, I listen to it all. I listen to it on on my computer or on my phone, on the headphones, or my monitors, or in my car or whatever. But I don't. Um, I I really do love the whole thing with like popping a tape in a cassette deck or putting the record down and putting the needle on it and hitting play. I do love that whole thing, but it's like in trying to simplify my life and like have less objects and have to take care mm. of less stuff and, and all that. It just feels really, really good to like not 
worry about physical media anymore. It's like this whole dimension of my life I've, I've let go of and it just feels so freeing. And I'm mm. not missing anything that I really need. I still got all the music. I can still listen to everything I love. It's just I can't hold it in my hands anymore and I'm fine with that. You've been doing it. I mean, you're 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 a little bit older, like I am. So you've been doing it for a long time too. And some people, this is like their first time ever really collecting anything like this. Yeah, and I I I think that collecting is. I think it's great, and I, I know it's really exciting and fun for people. And um, I don't have anything bad to say about. It. I'm not trying to say it's like materialistic or anything like that. I'm just like over it. It's for that's that's for you personally. Yeah. I actually do buy records um, to put on my wall. I have a, a wall of of records of, of uh, art I really like. Um, Angel, thank you so much I, for joining us tonight. We really appreciate you being a part of this broadcast. Yeah. I, I talk to you at DMs all the time, and I just love getting your unique perspective. Um, and, oh yeah, and geeking out with stuff cool. over stuff with you. Um, I'm gonna have to to sign you off. Uh, but Screw you, you, man. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I really love, appreciate thank it. Thank you it's so much for being here. Participating. We want to get everybody back on for a full episode again because this is just everyone has such fascinating all things to say, time. and I love all you guys. Love you. Uh, yeah, all at the same time again. <laughs> <laughs> have, a, have, have a good night, really, my friend. Matt, Matt yeah, said he had too. a really spicy Hi, hot Angel. take for you too, Angel. Hi. I'm sorry we can't get it. But yeah, maybe, maybe Lunitas, what are your thoughts on physical media? Are you much of a collector? I am. I yeah. I very much collect vinyl and tapes, but I definitely incline more towards the vinyl category. And with tapes, I only just get, you know, stuff that I'm either supporting my friends with or it's something that I really, really like and I want to hear yeah. on tape. Like the, the exclusive <laughs> cut. Yeah, yeah, you, you know it. <laughs> I mean, considering they do cost more, I don't, I don't blame you at all on that. I, I mean, the only thing I buy on tape is Vaporwave albums, really, you know? And it's uh, you know just to uh, to support people and to engage in the art they create. But I don't really buy I, be, I, be, I buy vinyl for a lot of different things. But for cassette, I mostly only buy vaporwave. Fair. I think I'm the same way as well. I mm. mean, it's reasonably priced, and you actually probably know the person on a first name basis that made it. So mm-hmm. you know either the visual artist or the 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 musician behind it, or maybe both. Let Let me ask you, Lutas, what is vaporwave to you? Um, you know, Kevin totally nailed the description in my opinion. Yeah. He it's, did, didn't he? It's that, you know, any, it's cause I, I feel like the media just doesn't matter anymore. Just whatever's media you consume and you get the sense of nostalgia from it, you know, that, mm-hmm. that counts. <clears throat> I would, I would uh, certainly I would... <laughs> agree that nostalgia is a pillar of it. I always find it interesting when there's a nostalgia that I don't even have, but when I listen to the music or if I engage in the art along with the music, then I I almost am implanted with that memory that that person Ooh, has. Like you yeah, feel that longing one. in your heart? Yeah, and it, it's not even mine. You know what I mean? It's somebody else's. That's an interesting thing to me when people can accomplish that. Boards of Canada always did that for me, honestly. I was like, am I watching the 70s? Like, the me. 70s, you know, like Canada. Yeah, Telepath does that too, for sure. Is there yeah, any particular definitely. artist, Lunitas, that you could think of that just makes that like longing feeling yeah. inside of you? Dude, you totally named it. It's Telepath. Man, like, yeah. There's some For tracks sure. in, in their like 2014 era that just they're just tear jerkers, and they're literally like a J-pop song slowed down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what yeah. what they are doing, but like my heart is is responding to yeah. it. Telepath's great too because. 
I also love like the instrumentation he does. He has a lot of instrumental tracks too. You know what I mean? That isn't just the sample. That's interesting to me. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry, Lee Tess. You, I cut you off. No, you're fine. I was just gonna say, you know, the, the really old slushy early telepath stuff is what I incline towards the most. Yes, and me too. That's that's like the anchor for me. Like I, I, can't, I just can't mm. go. I, <sighs> sorry, I'm just digressing. But no, digress all you like. You know what show you're on. That's that's exactly <laughs> what I was. That's the kind of content. You know what that show I you're create. on right now. Matter of fact, actually, Lunitas, uh, we're bringing on our next guest already. Uh, Uni Wa is going to be joining us in a second. So, what what do you have? Uh, what do you have to say? What is your hot take for for Uni Wa to respond to tonight? Well, I hope Uni Wa is familiar with dream punk because I think that all dream punk is vaporwave, but not all vaporwave is dream punk. Uh-huh. I believe okay. you said something similar to this on your episode. I'll so. take that. All dream punk is vaporwave, but not all vaporwave is dream punk. Okay. And I think the reason people separated is because of <clears throat> it's because mostly they're they're led by edge lords, and as as far as my experience in the scene, dream punk stems directly from vaporwave. It's it's definitely like its own kind of foray and and kind of like people will like breed different offshoots of various plants. It's definitely one aspect of vaporwave like taken to the nth degree. That's for certain. It needs more I, I, appreciators, in my opinion. I agree. You're not wrong. I agree. It's it's. I agree. The overlap is hard to find, but it is there. Uniwa, what's up, dude? You can go ahead and unmute yourself. Oh, where is that man? Yo, how's it going, buddy? Yo, what's up, buddy? Nothing much, man. Hey, we're, we're super excited to have you in here today, man. Um, sorry that it's so late right now where you are. It's all good. Poor dude staying I, I up later it. than anybody else. I do it for the love of it. Oh, it that yeah. means so much, man. That's love right there. Um, Lunitas just had a, a really interesting take. Um, not sure if you heard um, yeah. about Dream Punk being an offshoot of Vaporwave. You want to you wanna repeat what you said just a moment hey, ago, baby. Luis? Yeah, um, I think that all dream punk is vaporwave, and you know, not all vaporwave is dream punk. And I think the reason dream punk gets separated a lot is because there's a lot of edge lords in that community, and there's just not a lot of room. There's just not enough appreciators, in my opinion. And all of you get overshadowed by the edginess. Correct. True. I see. Yeah, Uniwa, do you think like edginess can overshadow good music? Yeah. I, I definitely think that can happen. Um, when it comes to dream punk, like I know a little bit. I'm not that versed in it because you know I usually stay in the synth wave, disco, yeah. house side. You're pretty multifaceted. I mean, you've got your feet dipped into a lot of different offshoots of the I do. scene. Yeah, you're right, and uh, I do feel like you know an EDM music. Uh, I feel like EDM music has that problem, like the, the umbrella, like like dubs, dubstep. Uh-huh. Like I feel like it went into that business and uh, it kind of ruined that genre. So it's not really up to the people uh, that really care about that shit to really like, you know, what I'm saying, uh, create lies as to you know what's what's cool for, for how the people can act. You know, I'm saying the community. They really want to create a community that's flourishes uh, musically and in the same genre. I think it's always important. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really important to, to have, like, a supportive community of people that are willing to give each other constructive criticism and hear and the constructive criticism. About yeah, and not have to be dicks about it on yeah. either side. Like, it's just flow, yeah. a free-flowing thing, you know The sharing saying? of like, ideas. It's, yes, it, it, it's effortless. It should be effortless. It shouldn't be, you know hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. You know, like, I get in Twitch. Like, I get in Twitch, uh chats and i see like when these guys from like these big companies like music listen yeah. they do submissions and they listen to music and they and they uh they basically have people submit the music and they go and listen to it and rate it and, and, and they tell people about it and critique them about it and really really uh understanding and um ways that are respectful that's and, the professionals uh, oh yeah and i was uh in a uh, i was in a um twitch server yesterday and it was this guy from universal uh and he was just like listening to everyone yeah and then i remember i looked down and i see this white guy he's like don't be nice to him tell him his stuff sh is bullshit oh, man, no. what like, oh, Jesus christ what it's is like Oh. I was just and, and then I said this to Chell. I was like, "Dog, if you're gonna like, like talk to somebody about their art, like, and criticize them about it, you wow. gotta do it in a different way than that." Yeah, you like, can't feel like. And then I feel like, and then I feel like it'd be motherfuckers that don't even have anything to show for themselves. So it's just like, what are you even doing? Damn, that's you just this is just how they get validation Jeez. is by you know in being in that Twitch chat. And saying those things, and it's like sad. And I was like, you know? bro, it, relax. It's just like, yeah, relax. Everybody, everybody gotta have a chance. That's not to productive. Learn. Guys, can yeah, we give Looney Toss a quick send off? Thank you so much for joining us tonight, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. We appreciate that you love me so much. Thank you, buddy. We love you. Really and you're to us. Yep, that's Plus, likewise. Yeah. Best podcast ever. Oh, Luis, oh, you. you're too kind. Oh. Thank you for not saying screw you. <laughs> See y'all. <ya. laughs> <Love you, laughs> angels that screw you. Oh my god, I'm gonna hear about it in DMs later. Off. Off. I hate cutting anybody off. I'm anyway. sorry, Uniwa. I anyway. cut you off too. Actually, you're fine. You're fine. I noticed um, Mesh is in here. He's so cool. I like him. We Mesh keep trying to get Mesh cool. on. It keeps not logging. We can't, we can't get him logged in. I, You know what? Like, Isaac, if we can't get Mesh on tonight, we gotta bring him back. For you know to if do it, a little gotta, thing. If, if, Mesh, if Mesh we isn't doing anything during the last much. few minutes of our next episode, we will absolutely bring him in. Whatever he wants, because I or if we can get him on tonight, if he can try again, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's, I mean the poor guy staying up super in. late. I feel bad about anyway. That. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but anyway, uh, Uniwa, back to you for a moment here. Now you're an artist who has been very focused and very like very gradually gotten themselves more and more and more success, and you know you're doing it very well. What, has that been a challenge for you or has it just been like you know I'm just going sequentially with this um it's like this it's like in the, in the day and age we live in it's always easy to get caught in like the superficial shit like to get caught in the numbers to get caught in all like mm -hmm. the shit that really don't low key matter but like when I remember myself about like I'm trying to make people feel things and i'm also trying to alchemize my own feelings in a healthy way and alchemize. i know i have my process. alchemize oh i'm yeah. stealing that yeah Thank and you. i'm taking that <laughs> and, i'm taking that and i know i have to process my own emotions through my music and i know i have to 
make music and put it out there and market it the way I do and in the tone I do it in because I, I am who I am and yeah. I come from where I come from and there is no other Yiriwa so it's like I'm so just in place of being who I am to the fullest extent everything melts away and when I'm really wow. just locked in I feel locked wow. in. I, actually at this point in my career I feel more locked in and focused than ever before good like, wow. like, you're a say beloved member of the scene Absolutely. Would you say that being an artist is and being and doing well as being an artist is like a process of like self discovery and getting closer and closer to your identity? It is. Uh, you know, I'm like kind of agnostic, but my I got into music because my grandmother was a gospel pianist and my, oh, and my sister was a gospel pianist, and I'd always do uh, church choir and shit. And mm. uh, so like my entire like basis around music started around christianity and church and my religion and faith interesting um so from the fact that it grew from that it's like i've always had a very spiritual connection with music generally because it's like it's it's always been able to make me feel some type of way even it's like when i moved away from my gospel and christianity and shit and honestly i'm really kind of excited for ethereal lover for at the end of the month because it has like some gospel vibes in it, it oh wow wave it has Good. some like wow. R&B, some like 90s r&b trap that i did Hell yeah. you know like, i'm going yeah. back to a lot of older styles i really feel we good. need some more of that yeah man yeah i felt like it was that time to revisit uh a lot of the shit i was doing back in the day in a modern way and in a mature way I'm good yeah. yeah clean it up modernize uh -huh. it uni we mm -hmm. uh we are about to bring in the next guest so what have you got for us tonight what is the hot take you have prepared for your 15 minutes uh uh do i have like columns to choose from like hey if you have multiple hot takes let her rip you can do what you want man okay um let me try to say nothing too controversial let me not say nothing too controversial okay <laughs> yeah. that's um, all right there's been a lot of talk about vaporwave and its growth in the man okay i got it I <laughs> okay it. Yeah. <laughs> no okay. weekend album the weekend album Okay, so not okay. the most recent one, but I love the most recent one. But, okay, okay. Uh, the weekend, I, I was actually talking about this in the green room chat. Okay. Um, so Volksgeist was talking shit about synth pop. Oh, okay. Not being, being basically being washed up, basically being past his prime and saying like like passe, you know, synth pop. No, yeah, yeah, passe. He basically shopping <laughs> this passe thing like it's not being reinvented. <laughs> in a modern way by so many different artists and they're revalidating this whole thing that's yeah. existed for this long like rap is just as old rock is just as old but you don't treat that shit like that if not no. older it's okay. fucked up it's okay. a double standard i don't like that okay you know like, that. yeah that's fair enough people it, not paying the same respect to these sorts of genres as they do to the monolithic is that, genres. exactly and it's like Volsa guys is a big youtube page he does all those breakdowns on kanye kid cuddy trap sky you know, yeah. any of the big artists in, in rap or, in, in, you know, R&B or pop. And The weekend was, was like, has all these nuances of the last, of his last major, like, three major projects. All his nuances are backed behind, like, 80s and synth, like, inspired shit. Like, true. You can't, I don't I even understand that. how he, I don't understand how he spoke so highly of 
of after hours but in the same vein swat synth wave as a genre that doesn't even make i don't how do you i don't understand how they he removes one from the other because you can't you know so that is like a big deal like i I, that's the thing that people like they like to knock down smaller genres they would never talk that way about the bigger genres but like i do feel that these small the small the smaller genres get like told to be like oh it's burnt out it's over it's mm-hmm. that it's a, as if no, what you dead. said before it can be retextualized a million different times all genres can be retextualized a million different times and it's like very silly when we decide to start writing off the genres any genre almost you know what i mean mm-hmm. guys t- groovy kaiju just jumped in everybody say hi to groovy oh. kaiju hey what up super you here bro oh excited i'm glad you groovy kaiju on like around like midnight my time because like that we needed like you I need mean, a little like, burst I know, of energy <laughs> you need a burst of groovy kaiju yeah. energy uh, red bull groovy what do you yeah. yeah where's your red bull bro go get you a red bull oh. what uh, do you uh what do you think about what uniwa just had to say groovy nothing really quick about like synth pop or which which part of it about the fact that to paraphrase some of the smaller genres just get kind of dipped on when yeah, they they're... get written off as over when really, um, what is ever over? Yeah, I don't know. I, people just have their opinions. Um, I've been so I want to be that guy, but I've been going a lot into like marketing lately, and it's really trippy to see how you can like kind of like sew yourself into a bad position by saying like people. Not a lot of people listen to that smaller thing, true? Because people tend Same. to just follow things that like most people do. So like, right. if you speak of it in a way that's like, oh, less people like that thing, then just naturally, as humans, we're like, okay, then it's bad. But really, it's like. Just because a social proof isn't there doesn't mean it's necessarily not good. And it's just right. a logical fallacy we shortcut in our brains. Um, so I, I think that... Like, yeah, lack of popularity talking, equals bad. That's not true at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that has, those two things are completely divided. It's just a shortcut we use to like determine what's good and what's not. Um, huh. But yeah, so that's I interesting. agree with you. I think, yeah, smaller genres are dope. I, I don't think I listen to any genres that are really actually big sure. as of lately. Like, I mean, other than hip-hop, but even the hip-hop I listen to is like... <laughs> yeah, you kind of like the DIY kind of bedroom beat type vibe. Yeah. Oh yeah, I always have to. It's the weird part. Both of y'all kind of come oh, from yeah. from like the the not. I don't want to say rags to riches per se, but you know, y'all have built your your brand over a long time. Both of y'all have. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've well, been through it. Gl- yeah. Glad glad it's to hear even that you funny. Super super random thing, but uh, Uni actually is friends with a hometown friend of mine who also makes beats. Or they used to know really? each other. It's a small world on the internet, but yeah. Bro. Wow. All those bedroom beat makers. Honestly, man, a lot of Vaporwave, I feel like, was born out of the bedroom beat making. I mean, especially earlier, we were talking about lo-fi hip-hop. You make lo-fi hip-hop. Oh, yeah. I mean, and a lot of the early, like, Juicy Tunes and Keats Collective type Vaporwave had like an overlap of lo-fi hip-hop it's kind of interesting how they've diverged um definitely yeah well uni thank yeah, you for nice. joining us tonight i'm gonna let you go i know it's really yeah, late where you're at you. thank you so much for coming on man we gotta talk to you later I love you. I love oh my you, gosh man. yeah we love you yo big love you for so you much. buddy thank you thank you so much we gotta get like I get everybody back on again. Absolutely. I swear to God. It's a must. <laughs> no, no, Y'all have a great, great time talking. Great see you again, uh, Groovy uh, Shiro. Yeah, you as well. Y'all yeah, have a great love night. Love you, buddy. Big love. You're hey, good buddy. Night, man. We'll talk again soon, bud. Mm-hmm. Well, Groovy, uh, we gotta get everybody. Oh, yeah. I, absolutely, man. Groovy, I know you are a, like a bastion of positivity in the scene. 
Uh, I feel like I didn't get to ask, I didn't get to to get you to say one negative thing. Uh, maybe like one, I don't remember, but but maybe just once on the entire episode that we have with you. So I've got a hardball <laughs> one for you, man. I want to know when you're listening to music, like whatever genre, what what's something that like would completely take you out of a song and just ruin it from the get? Oh, interesting. Um, um, I think maybe like robotic drums. I've been working really hard towards humanizing more music, gotcha. and then maybe that's yeah. why I kind of have like a. I, I mentioned the, so the bad thing I did say in the last episode is I'm not a big electronic music fan. I remember. I think a lot yeah, of it is I was it's too that. perfect. <clears throat> yeah, and so well, I, I didn't even think it was bad. It wasn't like a mean thing at all. It can be too perfect. That it can be an issue. Honestly, when yeah. electronic music doesn't have character, like I think that's the death of it. I mean, I guess yeah. there are some people going for that completely, but when you don't have the character, it becomes flat. Yeah, yeah. A and lot it's of not the just early like 2000s. I will say hip hop too, but yeah, anything yeah. where like if the music sounds like everything is perfectly made, I just. I don't know. It's just for some reason that kind of like Damn, makes me feel son. weird. I'm like, ah, I'm not listening to music. I'm listening to like program. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's yeah. a very good point. I completely agree. Um, you know, actually, that's like the struggle with electronic music, isn't it? Is trying to humanize it. Is trying to make sure that you add your character into it and that you like make the drums slightly off here. Have make sure that your your symbols aren't always repeating themselves constantly for several several mm-hmm. bars, right? I mean, to go I in like, into, like stop cards. motion. One yeah. of the things yeah, about a lot of hip hop is like that skittering offbeat beat, and I just, uh, I respect yeah. it. Yeah, go do your thing, man. I respect it, but I just, uh, it messes up my beat grids, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's one thing. That's <clears throat> the, uh, that's the interesting thing is trying to find that balance between like making it accessible for DJs, but also making it sound like more humanizable music. True. So like, it's about finding that balance. Um, what I try to do, at least personally, is a uh, is the beat grid as a guide and i just okay. slightly mess with the beat grid so even if it's like you know there's another song you tries to get blended into the drums are slightly off hopefully you wouldn't hear it that much during like the transition fair um, but yeah it's about finding that mix of like again humanization versus like perfection is it, is it fair computer. to say you're not a huge fan of robotic vocals either uh <laughs> Uh, you're referring to the one song you played, I did a DJ set I, I actually like. got to not to make this about me guys I got to open for Groovy Kaiju twice in October and November and I did a I did a set Groovy Kaiju is one of my most ardent supporters behind this guy Dr. Chris over here Groovy constantly reposts and listens to my stuff and he had uh, in the last set that I did for the Heat Wave event in, in Phoenix he was like man I like every song you put on there except for one <laughs> and it was this JD Sinuti track with like Chris, you and Wendy were in my car actually when I played it. It's got like a robotic yeah. voice. And and Aaron is oh, so yeah. kind and yeah, sweet and positive. Like but he will not <laughs> mince like words. He'll be like, no, nah, I didn't like that at all, dog. <laughs> Everything else was good except for that. I just skip it. It was so funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I like robotic vocals, just that one song. Like a good example is I love the song Anato, I think. It's by uh, Love Raw on B and B. It's from the Space Nanny soundtrack and it's okay, like the sick. most beautiful like love song oh. where the context is about like robots falling in love. It's, oh, it's I love really that. silly and playful uh, that I got from Chris. Playful. Sorry, yes, yes, that's right. I, that's what I said. Uh, that was yeah. my best description of the, of the album. Yeah, yeah of your yeah. album. That's so one of my favorite things about is. your music, Aaron. It's just so ha- oh, I feel so I feel so honored that my adjective stuck. Oh, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. that's my favorite news of the day. Thank I was going to say, if I wasn't so distracted by keeping us on this little schedule, I would be writing down all of the shit that I've heard tonight, like the, the alchemy thing that Uni said, the thing oh, that I Kevin said. Man, God, yeah. 
But yeah, everyone said so many things. We are uh, we're oh, about oh, to. Everybody has oh, had something good to say. We're about to bring in another um, another SoCal homie here in a minute, uh, Aaron. So do you want to let oh, us yeah. know what your uh, raging hot take for the night is going to be? Yeah, so I'm sorry if it's already been said because I've been in the green room most okay. of the time and just getting over here. It's but, been a fun time. Um, That's a lot of fun in there. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but I think my hot take is is that I'm a little bummed that there's an idea of serious music versus not serious music. Like hmm, my example yeah. here is that okay, um, you remember fair. Little Ugly Mane? He had the song yes! Splash. Yeah. Love yeah, I remember Mane. reading a tweet about like some of his mentors being like, hey look man, you gotta make serious music. You wanna be a serious rapper X, Y, and Z. But music, I think, is all about expressing emotion and making them feel something. So why can't yeah. that emotion be humor, funny, playfulness? You know what I mean? And why is I look down upon? It's like, you know, yeah. things like Moo, like by Doja Cat, I think, yeah. are heading us in the right way. But well, it's, you know, it's still sad to see that, like, you know, some music isn't taken seriously, even though it totally is. You, yeah. True. You know, Keith was saying the same thing earlier, actually, about how his he was doing a lot of Giant Claw stuff in response to some of the facts that... Uh, in the no- in the noise or experimental world, only like the dark, really like drony, scary stuff it was taken more seriously than things that could have a little bit more humor in them. You know what I mean? A little bit more playfulness in them. And that's yeah. like he did a lot of music, a lot of, in in his own way was trying to do that in his own musical world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's interesting. That's a great a take, of, man. He was saying the very very similar thing. We we needed that. Oh, yeah. We needed that influx, that just little boost of of positivity um we're, we're bringing on a good buddy a good friend of us all um go ahead and unmute yourself alex pacific plaza has Yo. just joined the chat what's up buddy up, alex oh my god this man this hard working man right here alex alex constantly <laughs> infuses his live sets with a lot of disco and a lot of just positive fun just good time types of music so what do you think about what aaron just said um yeah i think like fun stuff and like <laughs> playfulness is good i mean and it can be taken seriously i'd say right? like the thing with pacific plaza specifically like we don't lean towards just like one mood like i definitely like having like different types of stuff on the label yeah very true but uh yeah i think if you stick to one mood unless like your whole visual aesthetic and branding is based around that mood like you gotta have a little fun especially like yeah, the course. times that we're going through you gotta have a mixture of like Fun, seriousness, and like self-reflection. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. You, uh, you're, you Absolutely guys are dropping right. a new album here. Am I, uh, am I not right? I want to say. Am uh, I dropping a new album uh, or is Pacific, the label dropping? The a new label, album? the label. Sorry, I should clarify. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff coming up for the beginning of the year. I like did the whole thing where you just like don't release stuff around the holidays, and mm-hmm. I was like, we got to just like wait everybody, and then some other things kind of like popped up. Some people's releases just like take a long time to get put together and True. some things are kind of like planned so like the daddy girl stuff we like planned that was that mostly what i was year. referencing the, the yeah daddy and then the patch notes thing kind of came up recently uh in december when they sent me their album and i was like yo this is tight uh and the van gogh stuff we had been talking about that in the fall and i was like True. let's just wait till the beginning of the year to do it yeah and uh there's a river wave uh, EP. It's more like right. a mini album, really. Ooh, that's like the next thing that's uh, going to be announced. But like, they're really awesome, and I'm like, oh, yeah. excited to announce that well, because uh, that's like an artist I DJ a lot under their different Ruby aliases. Been around for a long got a lot of respect for them, and I asked them, yeah, if they want to make something for Pacific Plaza, and they made this release just for us. So pretty cool. awesome. 
That's very exciting. exciting. I'm, very I'm exciting. Happy to hear that. You're you're like a you, Alex is like a like a Swiss Army knife of vaporwave. Very Alex much. Like so. Everything he does, like all, all the different things. Like, do I ask about the DJing, he, the label, the music yeah, that Alex that's, is that's getting? Like Which the, one? That's part of the like the label like like we do everything. Literally everything. Like no other label can do that for you in this scene. And like that's why like I'm hoping like you know this year we might get some some bigger artists that want to work with the label. But I already do. I just like have a lot in motion because it's like me and Mr. Mello were kind of kind of like sure, looking back awesome. over last year. Realized yeah. in like the second half of the year, we didn't put out like a lot of new music, and got to keep putting out new music. Mm-hmm. So that's something I got like had to like look back on. As much as I am going to keep reissuing like old stuff, including stuff from a guy in this in this chat right now. Uh, <laughs> we are like gotta put out new music all the time and like we're picking up new artists and like hoping when covid stuff gets better we can book more shows for people because yeah, yeah no other label's gonna book you shows except for like us and i guess like virtua 94 no. they're booking shows oh, yeah. for people True. they're cool guys oh oh gosh shout out virtua 94 yeah. absolutely Victor and andrew the goats oh i don't i wouldn't even you know I, terminally chill wouldn't be what it is without those guys helping me out and uh right. and setting up their the chill station and everything yeah and if DJing. I like the- stayed well i didn't stay at victor's house i guess i kicked it with him and andrew right before ecom cool one and like they were They're telling the me best. about vaporwave They're shows the that they had thrown and were telling me about t-chill and i was like damn that's what i'm trying to do out in california like we have well, a yeah, like the- and we're gonna do it you, yeah yeah. that's what you're doing you're just the consistency you know that's the other thing too that i notice you know with, with alex and his label and the show and, and the virtual memory stuff is like the consistency you know what i mean like i think that's the hardest thing for people is to develop that consistency of like mm-hmm. you know, running this and doing this and doing this and uh, like yeah i mean like this level of, yeah that you know what you're gonna get you gotta just thought. send out tapes and prove that you're gonna send out like thousands of orders before you can like work I, oh harder. i saw you pop so, in the like, chat when we brought yeah. that i'd send yeah, thousands of orders out <laughs> And I definitely ship my shit. So, wow. Well, guys, let's say goodnight to Aaron. You gotta prove yourself. There's a lot of people who are just like, they don't prove themselves and they expect to be like hooked up or like they're like, oh, like, I wanna play your show or release on your label. And it's like, I have a lot of plans and stuff I've talked to and people I'm working with. And like, you know, you always realize that like it's nice to work with people you become friends with. So, like, you know, yeah, Aaron, Kaiju, like, it's great working mm-hmm. together over and over. That's why we put out like another album, twenty twenty one. Yeah, and uh, yeah. same thing with Data Girl. She really wanted to do a release on DMT, and I was like, cool. Let's also do a physical because people are going to want that, and we'll just do that one together. So we're going to do that on mm-hmm. physical. But like, also got to bring like new people into the game. Yeah. For sure, you got to keep new blood, new new. Yeah. Uh, they pick up some newer artists, you know, like both always. Patch Notes and uh, Van Gogh are on the Vaporwave Up and Comers list that just came out. So, yep. you know, gotta keep it fresh. Guys, let's send Aaron off. Thanks so much Peace for joining us, buddy. Love you so much. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon, Aaron. all the time. <laughs> Sorry, please. Gotta gotta say goodbye. Don't want to just kick him. <clears throat> Well, Alex, uh, I don't know which direction I want to I want to come at it from. Um, I guess my question would be, since you do all three, since you 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 know release, make music, and DJ music, what what is your favorite music? Do you have a favorite genre? Hmm. What's my like favorite singular genre? That's hard because exactly like 
I would say it's podcasts. I just listen to podcasts. Podcasts. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I like podcasts. I, I listen to a lot of, I I a lot of podcasts. Too, like, True. Yeah, I like it. It's like I have like a friend with me, like, you know, like telling me something. I'm actually yeah, terrible. I, I listen 2021, to Yeah, in 2021, <laughs> I, like, I should, dug no, back. I, I dug back into like music I, you know, used to listen to a lot in the past the end of 2021 because I got a Spotify account because I was like, oh. this is part of running a label. Right. Expensive. And it is. Like, You're not wrong. You know, write it off my taxes essentially. So for all you artists out there, you should write your Spotify costs off your taxes if you write off the cost of being a musician, which you can do. So I listen to like couple broken social scene records I really like and uh, yes. convenience and Swedish music Best and indie like, rock. Tough Alliance and stuff. Is, is when you go back and listen to old music that you used to listen to that maybe don't as don't know don't as much anymore um is it a different experience for you or do you feel like you're the same person you were when you're listening to it then because i actually have some trouble sometimes going back and listening to even music i still loved and res- and, and respect very greatly but like sometimes it doesn't it's not the same anymore or is it always the same there's some there's some music i have like a really intense emotional connection with that I guess maybe mm. if I go back to, like, I don't feel the same because I've gotten older and more mature. But, like, I could still go back and listen to, like, Fallout Boy records and, like, oh, Motion City soundtrack albums and listen to, like, Hello Goodbye and, like, still get pretty amped up. I mean, I gotta be in the oh. right mood. Yeah, and you but, gotta, like, you know. set it down and not hear it for a little while and then rediscover yeah, I, it. I, like, I think it makes sense that, like, I, like, finally started learning to DJ like dance music because like i always like to curate like the music i listen to myself like i want to listen to certain things during yeah. certain times or like when i'm in certain places like mm-hmm. when i was driving uh uh earth boy up to the the bay area when we did that thing in bay Bear, i was like yo we got to listen to this song by barry white and the love unlimited orchestra because we used to always listen to the song when we would like drive into the bay and be able to like see the city for the first time that must have been a fun time oh yeah uh, that drive up with uh earth boy and uh and jeff that must have been really and then like well i think he might slept through this but like when we drove to stockton on the way back from davis i was like Yo, I gotta put on like my favorite pavement record because we're driving through stock. Oh, nice! What is your favorite pavement record? Uh, Crooked Rain. Crooked Rain is great. Yeah, so I always listen to that driving through Stockton. You do a lot. You do a lot of driving, my guy. I've noticed. So I imagine podcasts and old favorites. I like driving. Yeah. You know what I really love? I I want to bring this up really quick though. What I love with Alex is uh, is not only doing his own thing, but like unifying other places together. You have done Very much so. multiple events now with my dear dear, um, you know, co-manager for Terminally Chill, Agnes Fantacat. Now, like you, like guys have collaborated she, multiple she's, times she's now. Like, I'm Shout out Very She's great. Shout out Fantacat. What's yes. up, Nathan? Yeah. Oh, that's what up in Rails in the house. Shout out at. Really quick, shout out Fantacat and Terminally Chill NorCal. Shout out to all the phenomenal hard work that she does over there. Uh, you know, I, cu- I couldn't, Terminally Chill wouldn't be what it is without her. Dude, that, yeah, that shit was so much fun. Like, dude, it looks so, so fun. fun. I so saw fun. that vision. You, oh my God. Now that I have all, both of you guys I'm in so here. Jealous. Oh I'm my like God. So See, fun. I engineered this shit. You know what? I, I, I want to give a compliment to NRAIL on his performance at, uh, you know, teach chill so because when you're performing in front it. of an audience that's more of just like sure. a general audience that wants to party, like 
you can't just like play what you like. You do have to play some stuff you know the audience is gonna like. Uh -huh. So there were a couple like exclusive remixes and mashups that Unreal dropped that were like yeah. Why does that spot. not surprise me at all? And then I, I noticed so... when you played the next night, well, two, and two nights later for our URL show, you leaned even more into that, and that's like such a move. So dude is a yeah. sick ass yeah. DJ. And like Earthboy oh, like, learned that going back again, like just straight up DJ'd and like picked bangers that like could appeal to vaporwave people, but also just random people at the bar and college students, people that like remember that's, that's you know the trick, man. digital yeah. people that remember digital culture, you know? Like whether that's Daft Punk or like Trevor Earthboy's been playing like DDR songs and a bunch of this mm -hmm. stuff that just go off. Oh yeah. It works really, really well. Yeah, you gotta know how to do that as a DJ or else you're not really like a DJ. Like there'll be vaporwave shows where people can perform their original music and play their SPs, but like playing virtual memory or playing T-Chill is like not the same. Yeah, you know, you're trying to get people in. <laughs> it's kind of, draw a it's kind of tricky to balance and explain that to people. Between like you know, performative DJing where you're performing as the DJ, but you're the artist and you're this is a performative DJ set. You have all your stuff lined up and maybe you've got some samplers and synths too, but you're DJing. And then there's like club DJing, right? That's like, yeah. you know, it's about the audience. It's not about you as much. No, you're, you, you guys fun. are being totally Wait. correct about that because like I, I, I should have like tripled down on like the, the, the idea of playing, you know, the club setting or whatever because you know i could i could tell that shit I, I, yeah, well sure. yeah i when i did play at the at the teacher i could tell i i would play a song i made that was like a trap song and like not much movement going on so i would like make a mental note i was like okay so like people love four on the floor oh yeah shit and shit they know shit they already yes, they know do. i my songs yeah. have 150 streams on Spotify. None of these people know who I am. I mean, there's a, there's a time and a place to play the, to play the trappy stuff or to play your song. There's a time and a place during the night. It's just like you gotta like wait for it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You gotta let it breathe a little bit too. You gotta give the audience breaks. See what the audience is doing and when the they're bangers. ready. You gotta like see when the audience is ready for something that they may not know they're ready for. Alex, did you want to drop a hot take on Nathan really quick before we say goodbye? Oh, I didn't realize my hot take yeah. was going to be dropped on. Dropped Nathan. on in rail. Well, I mean, as far Nathan's as a general hot too. take. Um, gosh, I don't really know if I have a hot take for Nathan. Well, it doesn't have to be for it's Nathan. Okay. My, my, Nathan. My general hot take was going to be that to be like taken seriously as a vaporwave label and be considered a big label, you have to like reissue some classic record by a well-known artist, and I think that's bullshit. That is a little case, bit but like, but it's clearly, that, that's kind it's of, clearly yeah, true, right. and that's clearly how it works. That is kind or, of like the case, isn't it? You have to do that first a few times before you can get people to pay attention to some, something else. That's, yeah, that's, that's a great that's end. Great. That's, that's kind of BS. It's but, a lot. You know, that's yeah. the world we live in. It's the world we live in, man. It's the game you got to play. Well, buddy, I, I do not disagree, and I want to thank you for staying up so late to join us. Well, I guess it's not super late in Pacific. It ain't late for you at all. I'm more late poor late. Chris. I'm sorry. I'm the late one right now. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. We're, we're... Can't, can't wait to Nathan, see you again, IRL. Alex, love you very much. Thank yeah, you so much. Good friend of the show. Thank you for being such an ardent supporter, Alex. Good night, buddy. Bye-bye. <laughs> Man, it's it's nice being here again.
Dude, no, we're, so ha- we're so happy to have you again. The we're, iClick episode was so much goddamn fun, around. dude. Oh my that god, was that was a lot of most, fun. That was the most fun watching you and Will talk back and forth. I just loved the banter. It was great. Chris brings yeah, it up yeah. all the time, like about how much I fun love, he had. I love arguing with with him. We have such a good dynamic in that sense. Like we can just, we can literally just say, "No, you're stupid," and you know, just. <laughs> just rebound off of that into something like serious and, and vice versa. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Hey, I want to ask you the question. What is Vaporwave to you? Man, Vaporwave isn't even real. Like, <laughs> to me, yeah. like... all you... Yeah, yeah, vapor, go on. Go off. Go off. Yeah. I to love be it. honest, like, who cares what Vaporwave is? Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's a personal <laughs> interpretation. Like, Vaporwave to me, it was to you. It to me, it's like this music sounds cool as fuck, and I love it. And then the like on top of that, there's you know deeper meaning and and nostalgia. I'm a very nostalgic person. I will. Yeah, you are. I will look at like old Lego sets I had for hours on end, and like find all these tv shows and movies i used to watch and be like oh remember that and that i remember me. in rosewood video chat one time you went back home and you had like opened up this box of like old stuff that you had when you were a kid or some shit oh yeah super that, that, good like, super fun time. i love doing that stuff it just make it makes me feel so fucking like happy and like like emotional and that shit is like a big inspiration to like I guess me and my music, and that could be one of the reasons why I like Vaporwave so much. So nostalgia works for you? No, it totally does. But nostalgia is different for everyone. For me, I feel that shit so strongly. I'm nostalgic for something that happened a year ago, you know? Like, like I can just, like, I I have these different, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's something I've been feeling for, like, 10 or 15 years. But, like, a certain like small period in my life like nobody cared of- until an artist named nrail released space world <laughs> oh my god oh my god bombed my porter Vaughn. damn i gotta go back and watch that video again that shit was that's like the funny that nrail promo is one of the funniest things i've ever seen i didn't even know you oh, at that you, time and i remember thank seeing you for it. watching the vaporwave movie dude i like I, I was like, I'm gonna rebound off this vaporwave movie thing that's going on. I'm gonna make something really stupid, and then I like made it, and I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. Like, this isn't as funny as I wanted it to be. Uh, like to you, it maybe. Fucking funny. And then I was like, fuck it, I'll just tweet it, and then it exploded, and I was like, I didn't really. I mean, I could, this is kind of what I wanted, but this is not what I wanted it to happen too like you know oh like my god something i literally like <laughs> recorded that like your um, music maybe rather than like yeah exactly same. oh yeah <laughs> hey one thing at a time is oh hey that still was yeah <laughs> nathan what is I, a genre I, that you hope never ever gets used as source material for vaporwave oh fuck dude I, that's a what the fuck? Where'd you get that question from? That's- I didn't see that one coming either. I mean, listen, you draw from a lot of various sources, uh, you know, and, and, and we're about to bring on a guest who doesn't make Vaporwave at all. So, you know, I, I gotta I gotta I, ask, you know, like, what's something that, that you think just 
could never ever work. Uh, let me think. There's definitely some shit that should. You're just also be an eye click, and y'all sample everything. So yeah. I had to ask you a hard one, dog. I, th I the thing is, like, you're right. I do like. I am kind of like steal everything, like sample everything. Doesn't matter who. But, like, I feel like there has to be something that's just fucking sacred and can't be, like, slowed down and turned into something else. I mean, people have I, even made Vaporwave out of, like, like VBS Sunday School music, I want to say. I mean, the, the, the cop-out the, the, the cop answer, I could say, is I hope Vaporwave doesn't get sampled into Vaporwave or whatever. Oh, but, damn. But, but that's just because it doesn't make sense. I think... Yeah, it's like a... Doesn't mean it's a paradox. Yeah, there's just some kinds of music that like I, I think it's more of a specific it's not a genre thing, it's just a specific thing where I'm like, I don't like how this sounds at all. And you know, like slowing it down won't make it sound any better. Just like some people's voices, like I just there's some voices, like there's this mo like thing with like modern pop and EDM music where I have a, a female singer with a, a voice that's like, and like, like the, uh, uh, the cursive singing. Yeah, I can't, I can't stand, stand shit. Like, I, I know it makes me sound old, but damn, singing in cursive if, is just the worst. It could be the best song of all time, but if I like, but there's just like some kinds of voices that I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. This is like, like physically like. Sometimes, like, that actually happens to me with, like, an EDM song that I like. Like, I like the drop for, or I like, like, the bridge in, and then, like, I can't stand the vocals. Fair. Yeah. That's this definitely dude, something that can ruin a song fast. This dude, uh, What's up, Oliver. Dylan? Sorry. Nathan didn't mean to cut you off. Dylan just oh, jumped in. Corey Mist is here. Hi. This is, hey. This, is, um, this Oliver Tree song that went viral on TikTok, and, yeah. like, it's it's kind of the worst song I've ever heard, actually. It's, oh, yikes! It's annoying. I had to hear that now, the you gotta admit, song. you gotta admit, he is funny though. Yeah, no, I used to be friends with him on Facebook in like 2015. He used to be a dubstep guy and work with other. Oh, really? I didn't know. That. Oh. Yeah, and then but this one song, like, I'm just like, dude, I know you can do better than this. It just goes like, was on and on and on and on, like. There's no diversity to it. It's fucking droney and like monotonous and gross sounding for some reason. I really do like it in real when you have like a strong opinion about something you don't like mm -hmm. and it's just like you he, double down. He, instead on of it, shitting on it, he just like fun. makes fun of it and it's, it's twice as funny. It's so funny. <laughs> I I like I I don't want to be like I don't want to be like mean or rude to anyone. No, no, you never are. Like, you're you're one of the kindest just, people I know. Some stuff that just like really gets to me. <laughs> I really need to fucking like express how much something like leaves an impression in my mind and like lingers with me. Like Gosh, I've only fair. had the absolute displeasure of hearing that part of the song probably four times in my life and it stuck with me because of how just horrid sounding it is. Horrid. I, I, I'm talking about this too much. Give I, us I, give I us a... Wait, 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 
bit of a tough critic, it sounds like. So are you does that tough critic sort of thing like bleed into your production when you make music? Are you this are you pretty tough on yourself or would you no, just let it flow? The thing is is like I don't know why I just went in so fucking balls deep into that. Maybe it's because I have COVID right now and I'm loopy, but oh, like no. I, like I find redeeming qualities in all music except for that fucking stupid Oliver Tree song. I <laughs> There are redeeming qualities to all music. You can make something cool out of any song, and that's awesome. So there's there's never, like, a song that's just purely just, like, useless and worthless and uh, uninteresting. There's always got to be something about it. And, it, like, I love, I love bad music and bad things, too. I think they're just as good as, as good things because they're funny, and I love funny shit i love laughing like i love i love that that kid rock song where he was talking about like being an anti-vaxxer and stuff i thought that was the funniest thing of all time like obviously it's not like it's not like a, i support this guy because he's oh, the truth it's like this is hilarious it's absurd that it exists absurdity is yeah. very, very absurdism very yeah absurdism is very Nathan, you got a hot take you want to drop on us uh, before we let you go? Yeah, yeah. So basically, my hot take was uh, I've been seeing a lot of people on on Twitter and stuff. Uh, they always reference the music they make as sample free or sample based, and like make a big like distinguishing like. They think people think it's basically the the main premise of what I'm trying to say is the product is the most important thing. The process is like the process of making something is kind of an afterthought. If I like if I don't think the song sounds good and you it took like 7 years to make and you had to like climb Mount Everest and like do eight handstands in a row to make it, I still won't think the music is good. Well, I think, I think like you could literally just take a, a song and slow it down and do nothing else to it, release it. And you could create the same thing by like farting into a microphone and like manipulating the sample like crazy amounts and like literally recreating it just using one fart sound and it would still be the same song and it would so still good. be good if i liked it you know so like, you think it doesn't matter whether it's a I'll ball, take it. really hard bad music is bad music no matter how hard it was to make it well and good music is good music no matter how hard or easy it was to make yeah, it. yeah, yeah I, I, I like that I, what do you think about that dylan <clears throat> Dylan, are you with us, buddy? Dylan? Chlorine Dylan. mist? Wait, about what? Oh. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, about? Nathan said that, that he values... Do you hear me? Yes, I hear you great. Nathan said that he values the, uh, um, the outcome of, of a work of art over the process of creating that work of art. Well, I'm, like, delayed a little bit, I think. Are you? Hello? I can hear you. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Can you hear us? Are you hear me right now? Yeah, you sound great. Yes. I hear I hear it like delayed by like ten seconds. Oh damn. Um, Okay. You have the stream running. Yeah, in the background? I said that like t ten seconds before. Oh, wild. <laughs> you can you can drop out and come back in real That's quick. That's weird. I, do, I shouldn't even hear myself in the headphones. Yeah, that is kind of weird. You got a monitor thing going. On. You have the stream running. <clears throat> come back in. Hello, hello. Well, anyway, um, why don't we let him? Uh, oh, drop yeah. Out Should I pause the stream? Yeah, pause the stream, bro. Yeah. Or if you need to, hello? like log out of Discord and come back. Yeah, come back. We'll we'll, we'll be here. Oh, I can't hear this. Well, Nathan, I will say that I, I really, really appreciate that you put that out there because I thoroughly agree. I respect yeah, I agree when people put a lot of effort. I mean, you know when something is objectively difficult to make. And, oh, and yeah. you got to respect it just because it was re objectively difficult to make. But if it doesn't move you, it's like... Yeah, no, the, like there's a ton of respect involved, yeah. obviously. Like... <clears throat> Like I was saying, like you could climb Mount Everest and blah blah blah, and I would respect that. I'd be like, "Wow, that's oh, like really cool how that was made and how you know interesting and all the shit they went through to make this." But if I don't like the song, uh, then I don't like the song. You know, Absolutely. it's just not much I that can be done about that. Um, Dylan, are you are you with us now? Uh, I can hear you by playing the stream, okay. but That's how weird. do I hear you through the uh, Discord? You, you got me, man. I uh, uh, do me a, do me a solid, man. Log out of your Discord and get back into it, man. That's... And if if that doesn't work, just join on your phone, bro. Yeah, just join your phone if you can't do it any other way. Okay. Yeah, we we want to hear what you have to say tonight. <clears throat> um. Anyways, yeah, well, I suppose we really, really Mesh agree with on. Uh Yeah, Mesh is still in here. He's just muted. <laughs> He's just chilling. Um, he, I wish uh, we could get... Welcome back, Dylan. <coughs> oh, did, Mesh didn't try doing it on his phone, did he? No, you tried he, doing that? he said he, he's, uh, he's, he's not going to do it tonight. All right, we're going to bring him then on another time we, then we'll because I want to talk to Alex. We can do maybe we can bring tech on too. Maybe yeah, we there we go. On. We'll get tech and mesh. Um, we can get, like both of them on actually for a little while since they both couldn't come on. Is there on. still a delay? Okay, I'm on my phone now. Okay. Oh, okay, great. You... Uh, how are you doing now? You hear us? Yeah, I hear you. That's that's what yeah, I'm perfect. talking about. Perfect. Oh, we'll just, there we go. Troubleshoot that. So, perfect. Nathan, thank you for joining us. I'm going to go ahead and sayonara to you. Thank you for having love me. Love you so much, buddy, and feel I, better, okay? Thank you. Appreciate it. Good night, Peace dog. out. So, Dylan, hey guys. I've I have grilled you in the past about your production methodology and and really geeked out over various songs that you and James made. What do you think right. about easy songs, songs that were easy to make that just sound amazing versus songs that were hard to make that, oh, right. that don't like, sound it, very good? Do you know what I mean? Like it completely doesn't matter at the end of the day although it can be really like impressive if a song was hard to make like if you listen to like progressive rock or something like king crimson right or like yes or something then like part, a big part of it is like how blown away you are by like how like everyone is shredding so hard right. or you know like um all the technical expertise like, or something. Like, i feel you know, it stuff like that
like battles a lot of that was like uh yeah like math rock like, type stuff like really great drummer like that is really hard to do and it's like really cool sounding but you can also just make something you could just click something out on your computer in five minutes and if you have good taste you could make something that's like awesome mm. there have been a handful of songs that you've made that i've just gushed over the production i think i actually played one of them earlier tonight i think you noticed it too um and you've you've oh, shared yeah. some of the secrets and i've obviously i'm not a producer but but i respect a fun story and you you're no stranger to sample based material but you really warp a lot of your material into something like completely different from what you drew right on. yeah and that's um i think that, that at that point you're really it's like how uh last guy was saying uh that really doesn't matter that much at that point whether it's sample based or not really it's you're because at that point you're using it almost like an instrument like use. an instrument like it's not even really a sample it's like it's like as much a sample as if you were sample you could say like that um like if you're playing the piano are you like sampling the guy who invented the piano like not really right. do you need to invent the piano in order to make original music like damn yeah like not not really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all about how you really. i mean you like only play instruments you invent Jesus Christ, can you imagine? <laughs> Quick question for you, Dylan, before we get into your hot take. What is your favorite live show that you've attended? Um, well, I, recently I saw the Smashing Pumpkins live, oh, wow. and they were incredible. Oh, wow. They were really like, okay. In the 90s. It was fantastic. That was wow. just like last year I saw them. Oh, wow. Was, yeah, they had the whole real original lineup besides Darcy. But it, it was fantastic. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Hell yeah, dude. Well, you know, those people are consummate professionals. Like, you can't do that that long, play in that many arenas, that many tours, and, like, right. but, you know, not be just blow people away. Like, like True. a band like Smashing Pumpkins comes on, it's like, well, step aside, kids. Let me show you how this is done. And, like, Seriously. they've been doing that. Yeah, uh, that is an impressive thing to see people who have mastered mastered the art of playing to huge audiences that's a crazy art to master as a band right and um it's so like every single song like i have all the lyrics memorized oh unbelievable Just oh that's listening when i was a kid and yeah like that's it was special. so powerful so what's your favorite so what's your favorite smashing pumpkins album um well Siamese dream is probably the most perfect one it's like perfect right. from start to finish yeah it's like amazing but mm, yeah, and uh, great, great. but then that whole like um, that whole chain of albums, the Siamese Dream, then Melancholy, and then uh, Adore, and then Machina were like all amazing. Yeah, Machina's great. I really love Stand Inside Your Love. Is uh, right. That's song. one of my favorites. And yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I remember the first show that I ever played in my life when I was like fourteen in high school. We played a cover of. The Everlasting Gaze from Machina. Oh, wow. I am yeah, a Philistine that has not listened to very much Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I'm going to have to get the essential yeah. playlist from you later on after this. They're like a band that, like, it's kind of like they weren't seen as, like, the best band at the time. It was Everyone thought Nirvana was, like, the best Right. Band this is like a Britpop grunge era type thing. 
Right, but if you like look back on it, I feel like Smashing Pumpkins' music has stood the test of time way more than any other band of the 90s, besides wow. maybe Corn. Or like Radiohead, <laughs> maybe? <laughs> yeah, Radiohead. Oh, dude, we should have kept it real around for a minute. Could have had a Corn versus Linkin Park debate. Right, let's not go there. Uh, I definitely agree about Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, God. oh my God. Well, Dylan, we are winding down from our almost four-hour broadcast, but I want to hear what your hot take for us is going to be before we go gently into that good night. Okay, um, I had a bunch with that. Uh, I agreed with the last guy who said that genres or that vaporwave is not real. I would say that that pretty much applies to um, all genres. They aren't really real. Yeah. They're just something that we made up and we're imagining that they are. It's something that we pretend exists because it makes it easier to describe music mm. and uh, it's like a reference point but it's not real every artist is actually a unique artist unless they are just completely copying something else right but but there's you know like there's certain um but i mean to an extent it's real but i feel like people would like uh Act like it's real more than <laughs> actually. It's yeah, Although it's very useful for marketing music, and it's very useful for um, or in, in that way, you know, so that you can like quickly yeah. try to give people an idea of what you're you. It communicates you know? an idea so really think, efficiently. Well, hold on. So hold, hold on. So I do think that like, like like a lot of people, you know, as humans, we just we do create genres. It's in the same way we try to create everything. We want to understand the world. We don't like chaos. It's very difficult for us to process, uh, you know, one, every single individual person as unique or every individual artist as unique. So we create these right. like, little things to sort of make it things. easier. Right. Well, it's, like how, it's a way that we simplify our world to make it yeah. easier to so describe. I, because I, ahead, because otherwise, music would be like impossible to describe. Yes. Because it's all just um, things that we don't have words for. I always appreciated learning about... Gen- not really genres for music, but so much as like, I liked it when I heard about like a movement where certain where a bunch of artists were involved. Like when you talk about when I talk about vaporwave, I'm not even really talking about the sound. I'm like talking about like oh vaporwave. You know, I remember when I came up and it was like me and I remember Luxury Elite being around and Mesh being around and Auto and George Clanton when he was beer kisses. And I think about like my when I group my music, I think about it like I always like right. it better about artists as friends with each other who were influenced by each other and bounced yeah that actually makes yeah they bounced ideas from like each other, even when they weren't like talking to each other because they were yeah yeah like i always like that better like you know and i think about like i don't know, like the elephant six crew and it's like you know right. like hotel and apples in the stereo and olivia newton you know olivia tremor control and, yeah sure and, sure and then like like you, you know, say like post rock or stuff yeah. like that I'm like sorry. that's a clearly defined like thing or it spans yeah. sound like explosions in the sky yeah, I prefer the less clearly defined stuff and the more like, oh, these were a group of different interesting artists that kind of like, you know, came up together and listened to each other's music. And in, even though they weren't like exactly exchanging ideas, they were still exchanging ideas because everybody listened to each other's music. Right. Yeah. And there's like certain things where I could say like it is pretty clearly defined, like, like footwork music. Like, Hell yeah. Love some footwork. I mean... It certainly is like, a, although I mean, it's so abstract and so different, but it is like, you can tell when you're putting on a footwork yes, song. This can. is obviously a footwork song. It has those triplets, <laughs> or whatever they're called. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely see genre being useful in that way. And yeah, some stuff is very specific to a genre sound. But I know that for myself, I always wanted to be involved in a movement that wasn't so much based around a sound as it was based around a group of unique individual artists that thought diff- that thought very interestingly, but had right. things in common, you know what I mean? And they were just like, you know, like, you know, I think about like, even like with authors and stuff, and I'm like, oh, it's fun that like, you know, there's a world in which like Hemingway and Fitzgerald kind of knew each other, mm-hmm. even though their books are different, you know, they're all hang out with, you know. Anyway, right. you know, and- there's different different things here. Yeah, I mean that's when it's like I feel like that makes that's like much more interesting too. It's like yeah, um, the story it's behind it's those, a story. Yeah. And it's like well, then it's like there's a story. You know what I True. mean? And it's, yeah. it's always fun when you, it's always fun when the artists you like when you know the artists you like know each other and are friends with each other as opposed right. to just like everyone's around and no one even knows each other. Well, you know, Green Oma kind of had that going on, Dylan, and you fucked with the Green Oma yeah. crew. Like that's yeah, kind of an example of like true. an organic like location based. Yeah, you would know collective. a lot about this actually because you've been involved in these sorts of things. Right. And it's like, I would say, like, I mean, like, if I was talking in a real sense, I wouldn't, I would say, you know, like, cloud rap really isn't a real genre. It's like, there's just a lot of artists that had some stuff in common, and they were all influencing each other. But if you, like, go to each artist, it's not like they're all, like, the same thing. Good example. They're not really all limited by the I mean, those Coochie Beer Network mixtapes really, really meshed and gelled well together, but you're right. It was a lot of different... That's true. A lot of different producers kind of doing their own thing and just iron sharpening yeah, iron, true. baby. Sometimes it does like beautifully work out like that. But it's like I feel like I've always felt like the way that I've approached music myself is like if I feel like it, I could easily pigeonhole it with just like this is this wave or that right. like <laughs> that wave, then. Um, I don't. To me, that feels like it's cheap, rapid, cheap, wave. like that. It's, it's like I feel like I'm making something. It's like cookie cutter. When I was like, and if I'm doing, if I'm just making something to fit like a pre-existing, uh, you know, recipe, then am I really expressing myself? Am I really, you know, like creating something? Yeah, I mean, question. it's an part, but I, I think it's all more interesting when you're making something that is not easy to just pigeonhole into, a, like, this is that, babe. This or that. <laughs> well, Chris, I see you You look starting to look tired there, dog. Should we wrap it up, fellas? I'm probably going to have to go to bed Sounds soon. Sounds like it's tap out time. Dylan, all thank right, you so, so much guys. for joining us. Thank you, man. Really appreciate Love you, you setting aside you this time. You really do oh. need to get like everybody back on again. Absolutely. Right. Um, I actually we're putting out uh, oh, yeah. collection Talk. two scheduled for oh, yes. this July. Yeah. And, and um, let's get back on the let's do another podcast. Let's let's do it. Uh, Chris, yeah, if you recall, they used a little bit of our interview with Dylan to promote collection two. I I did see that. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Homie. Thank you for yeah. that, by the way. Thank you. But oh, yeah, we will. Sure. There will be a 2.0, and especially for poor Mesh, who never got to have his 15 minutes of fame tonight. So, Dylan, you, right, you sleep well and be safe. And good night. Thanks, you too. Good night, guys. Bye now. Um, just just quickly, thank you so much, Chris, for <laughs> spending the lion's share of your night here with the, the Hot Takes Horde. Thank you, oh, guys. Man. I mean... We, the honor to have our wonderful, extremely talented friends graciously come on. I want to you know to this 
You can tap out as soon as you're ready, but I want to just specifically shout out Zodikus, Karamazov, Quiz, Soft Replica, otherwise known as Farplane, Pacific Plaza, uh, just just mainstays, luxury elite, people who've been here since day one or have at least made this a regular part of their routine. Uh, OGs in the scene that have been here the whole time, Christ, Christ is still in the green room. Uh, Porter Vong, (laughs) Porter Vaughn, sorry, they changed their name. Um... I want to thank uh, B, B, B Fanti, and, and yes. Sega Octopus, and DS Dude, and Sega, and Indie Advent, yeah. and Luxury Elite for all the help. Um, this is kind of sort of like an unofficial close to the first season. Uh, we do not know who our next guest is going to be yet, but coming up here pretty soon, we will make an announcement. Uh, and um, I hope you all have a lovely night, and thank you so much for your support. And uh, last thing, last thing. Um, the winner of the raffle for the only remaining VHS copy of my Outrun Synthwave DJ set with visuals by the lovely and skilled Luxury Lee is Frigid Kitty. So, Kim, you'll be getting that VHS here pretty soon. Good night. We're going to run. Did you want to make an announcement? I was going to run your ad again real quick. No, no, no. Yeah, it's good. late, dude. Go to bed. <laughs> good night, everybody. We're yeah. going to run Chris's ad for his album and thank you so much for tuning in we love you guys peace